0: What up? What up? What up, man? The real Coach
1: JB here on this Coach JB Show right here, six to nine a.m. on the West Coast. Join me this morning as me and Matt McChesney are going to talk all things Bucks, Ravens, plus a little NBA and why the Lakers are shooting twenty-two percent. Plus the World Series starts tonight, tonight, and how the Eagles continue to improve by getting past rusher extraordinaire Robert Quinn. From the Bears, I'll discuss all that, plus Carl Anthony Towns calling out Anthony Edwards for his poor diet and being out of shape. I'm also going to break down AD and his injured self, plus a little bit of Jalen Rose and his comments about the World Series itself. Stay tuned. I can't wait. Join me. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member, and head on over to CoachJBStore.com and get you some fly merch right there. I'll see you in about 30 seconds. Can't wait to get this party started. Welcome in, welcome in. Top of the morning on the West Coast. Welcome in, everybody on the East Coast. Driving to work, getting your coffee, whatever it may be. Maybe chugging a beer like Chase Sr. I don't know. Uh, It is what it is. Uh, Hopefully you guys are all subscribers. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. Uh, Breaking news today. We're going to break some news here in a minute uh, about another little thing I've got going on. Uh, Big Thursday night football game tonight. Bucks-Ravens. Can Tom Brady get out the way, get over the hump, get this thing back on the rat, right track? Or is Lamar Jackson stick a fork in Tom Brady and his unretired ass? <clears throat> We're going to see tonight, Thursday Night Football, and another shitty episode of Amazon Prime. Can't fucking wait for that one to hear Kirk Herbstreet fucking yah, 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 and Al Michaels sit there and, uh, Talk about that. So um, <clears throat> the World Series starts tomorrow. I'm going to get into Jaylen Rose's comments though. Jalen Rose came out and said that the World Series and the Major League Baseball is um, a white sport. All right. Jalen Rose came out and said that. Jaylen Rose said some dumb shit. I like Jalen Rose. He don't mind me, you know, he got the pretty haircut and fucking line up and edge up, and you know he was with Molly Rose and fucked that off. Um, I'm starting to look at him more like a fucking idiot though. More and more and more. I, I listen to him talk. Um, but he said that major league baseball is a white sport. And I'm like, why are we bringing up this shit right now? And I started to listen to what he had to say. And I'm like, oh, he's saying that we are more likely to bash and cancel black played sports, such as football and basketball. we are a white sport as in baseball i'm like really he also said that nfl players and nba players aren't allowed to go to the professional rank right out of high school like they do in baseball a white sport and i'm sitting there listening to this shit and i'm like are you fucking ignorant first of all if you go to football if you go to the pros right out of high school in football. You'll probably fucking die, number one. So that's number one. I don't give a fuck what color you are. The shit that we say, dog, on ESPN sometimes blows my mind. But that's number one. Number two, uh, basketball, they can go pro right out of high school. They go overseas all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. We used to go to the NBA one year year and done uh, from college. They changed that rule. Now it'll be back, I'm sure. But... Baseball, most cats get drafted, go to the minors, and then we see them later. But I got an interesting stat for Jalen Rose. I got to talk to you about this Jalen Rose thing real quick. Tomorrow, when the World Series starts, there are zero American born black players on either World Series roster. Zero. Jalen Rose, not one American-born black player on either fucking roster. Black players just don't play baseball like they used to, dog. I don't know where the fuck you're getting your information from, but in Compton, when I was a head football coach, Major League Baseball came in there and started a league built a facility to try to get inner city youth involved in baseball. That was 24 years ago. And today it has not helped one bit. This is the first time since 1950 that no African-American players will be in the world series. Another huge matchup is down south of the border to play baseball, literally all year long. Jalen Rose comments. I don't know where you're getting this shit from. I just want to break it down. This is a Dominican-ran sport, dog. This ain't no white sport. The fuck are you talking about? Just because you see a few white dudes running around? This is a Dominican sport. And for the ignorance out there, they think that because you have black skin that you're black. No, you're not. There's a lot of Dominicans out there. There's some fucking uh, Puerto Ricans out there. There is a lot of fucking players on the ba- in the Professional Baseball Association, Major League Baseball that are not black, and they're not white. So why the fuck are you bringing this dumbass stat up? I'm very curious, Jalen Rose, because tonight there's no black players in it, very few white, and I don't know if this Major League Baseball thing is a fucking white sport, but they can go to Major League Baseball out of high school, and they go to the minors, and if you were to go to NFL out of high school, you'd probably get decapitated on your first fucking... Right over the middle, and you're gonna get knocked out. Now, maybe not in this league because we're soft as runny pussy, but that is the reason you need to be out of high school three years. Your body's not mature enough to go to the NFL out of high school. Like, are you fucking joking me? It's about white and black now. Come on, man, quit stall me out with the bullshit, dog. Why are we such? Why are we so full of bullshit nowadays? Holy shit. Can we just talk about who's good and who's bad? It don't matter what fuck color they are. I don't give a fuck. If I'm paying you, I don't look at your color. I want to see results. And for the most part, I've been pretty spot on with that. (laughs) So I don't understand why the fuck that is becoming a huge discussion now on ESPN. And basketball you can go right out of high school you go overseas dog ask the ball brothers ask the ball kids ask those guys did they go they plays high school senior year what are you fucking talking about like get the fuck out of here man this shit blows my mind um mac jones is supposed to get to start sunday versus the jets so belichick said you know what fuck it zappy you pissed down your leg you came out like a Firecracker, but after that, man, looks like they dumped the firecracker right in the fucking water. So you're going to get sit down again, watch again a little bit and learn. Mac Jones, he's going to get he's going to get to start. Uh, the Bears trade defensive end Robert Quinn to the Eagles. The Eagles continuing to make moves. Um, continuing to make moves. So, uh, very interested. No, I didn't, I didn't see McGrady on the pivot. Uh, I'm supposed to get McGrady on this one, man. Uh, he's he's interested. He wants to come on the show. He's a fan. Uh, we've, we've talked quite a few times. What did McGrady say? I'm curious. I got to look that up. I got to look that up, see what he's talking about. I'm, I'm curious. Um, Quinn was an All-Pro selection in 21. He had 18 and a half sacks, 17 for loss. He was a captain for the Bears, and... This, the trade brought Bears linebacker Roquan Smith to tears, apparently, because Roquan Smith was trying to get the fuck out of Chicago as well, and then they beat New England, and he's probably like, oh, shit. Uh, I'm I'm crying now because I want it out. Now you get to get out and go to the Eagles, who's 5-0? and oh, Fuck, and he starts crying. <laughs> That's what the fuck that is. Uh, I'll have the link on my website today, I hope, man, Josh. Uh, So we'll get the cigars link out there on my website uh, hopefully today. Um, North Carolina basketball coach Hubert Davis been extended through the 27-28 season. Uh, The Lakers fall to 0-4, the worst start since 2015, shooting 22%. I know why. You know why? Because nobody wants to fucking shoot. Nobody wants to shoot. They're all scared Pussy. They are all Ben Simmons. Have we noticed a trend? They're scared bitch-made cats, just like Ben Simmons. Steve Nash got ejected last night as they lose again, and Ben Simmons is seen on film being yelled at by Kyrie to shoot the ball. Have you seen that? Have you seen the video of Kyrie yelling at him to shoot the ball? Dog, you gotta watch it. Uh, let me let me share with you real quick. I want to share this with you, um, cause I can share my screen now. Cause I'm fucking legit. I'm legit. Take a look at this shit right here and and have a listen. That's out and running. Irving.
0: Shoot it, Simmons didn't even look at the basket, but that's a good decision to get it to KD. Shoot it, Ben. Simmons didn't even look at the basket. <laughs> Dog, he said,
1: shoot it, Ben. Did you, s- I seen it, I heard it, I saw Kyrie. Dog, that is a fucking problem, bruh. There is a real problem right there. i I'm just got to be real with you guys. Like, that is a real problem. If you can't shoot the fucking basketball in the NBA making millions Millions, among millions, then you are fucked, a mental midget. You're a mental midget, and I don't know what to say, dog. I don't know what to say. Um, Russell Wilson needs to just stop talking, dog. He really does. He needs to stop talking. Uh, I can't take it anymore. Um,
0: too often, you know. I don't. I don't really. Um, you know, I've traveled enough to, to get, you know, kind of get my system down. But, uh, yeah, for me, I was on the plane the first two hours. I was uh, uh, first two hours. Eight, what was it was eight hours flight here. So the first two hours I was watching the film, getting, watching all the cut-ups and everything else. And then for the next four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on my, working on my legs and everything else, you know, make sure I'm ready to rock. Uh, so that was good. And then the last two hours, of the last hour of that, I, I watched, I fell asleep. For one hour, and I watched the film the rest. So I felt felt good to go once we got back. And then we
1: had. (sighs) Dog, I can't wait. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I know this much Pete Carroll masked that shit. Uh, I don't really. Uh, Pete Carroll masked that as well as you could. I think Pete Carroll covered that shit up um, as well as you could. Because we really didn't see this much weirdness in Seattle. Um, I'm very, very interested in seeing how this thing unfolds, dog. I really am. Uh, I, I don't I don't understand. It's fucking crazy. Uh, the Lakers fought 0-4, like I said, 22%. You, you see it last night. You know, nobody can shoot. AD's shooting as worse as he's ever done. Um, yeah, he threw his team under the bus. Did you notice Russell said, I was stretching down the aisle. You know, everybody was asleep. You know, of course, I'm working, though. Like, that's kind of a slight. Dog. That motherfucker's weird now. I don't know what the fuck the deal is with that, but it's weird. Uh, the Lakers go to 0-4. Sixers go to 1-4. The Nets go to 1-3 or 1-4. I don't even know. Um, Kendrick Perkins posted a, uh, a, a posted a tweet last night and said, You're not fooling us, Steve Nash. You got ejected because you know you're going to get out coached in the fourth quarter, basically what he said. Do you believe that? Do you guys believe that? I don't know. I don't think Steve Nash knows what he's doing either. I've been saying that. But we hired a guy that's never coached in an NBA franchise. So that makes perfect sense, right? Because he played. He knows all things. He doesn't. Um, He's absolutely atrocious. The players wanted him out. The players picked him, though, so I have no sympathy for anyone involved in this whole fucking net debacle. I hope the nets fucking fold and burn just like the fucking Cleveland Browns. I hope they all fucking fall and blow up. I can't stand either one of them. I can not like the players on the fucking teams. I think they're all shitbirds, lazy, enabled fucks. Ben Simmons can't shoot. You're paying them to not shoot the basketball. I I mean, dog, I can't even make this shit up. Um Carl Anthony Towns calls out young star Anthony Edwards about being uh, out of shape and having a poor diet. I had to watch the Denver Nuggets last night a little bit, play the Lakers because I bet Matt McChesney a hundred bucks. And I had to bet the Lakers. I didn't think the Lakers were going to win, but I had to bet them. Fuck dog. I'm not going to take Denver. There would be no bet. Right? Well, having said that the Lakers, I was like, they can't start. zero and four, they got to get this thing going. (sighs) Oh, fuck me dog Lakers are horrible um AD is he's walking street clothes dog and Charles Barkley called it out two years ago you know I think he's dead on balls accurate um this guy is seriously he really is a uh He's real fucking feminine, dog. I I just gotta be honest here, okay? He's real feminine. Like this is this is bad. Like this is horrible, right? I wanna I gotta show you this. Um, Fuck, do you start it? Goddamn! Watch this.
0: I
2: can't get up. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I can't be gone. will get,
0: we'll get to your question. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, oh, I can't be Oh. shit! shit. Dog, that shit is I fucking
1: classic. I, I just made that myself, actually, dog. Uh, that motherfucker hung on the rim dropped oh shit i came down that shit is classic dog i saw that this morning and i just had to put that together man this guy is a fucking walking pussy like there's nothing else to say about it like i can't say nothing else about it and are we starting to see a trend 22% shooting Anthony Edwards, out of shape. Did you watch the game last night? Did you see A.D. running up and down the court? He was last every fucking time up and down the court. Joker's flying by him on the wing. Joker outweighs A.D. by probably 70 fucking pounds. He's literally running past him. There's the difference between investment and pussy. These motherfuckers, you paid too fast, dog. How many times do I got to say? But what do I know, JB? I've been saying it for how long? You paid these dudes too fucking quickly. Anthony Edwards is out of shape, third year in the league, and we're already having vacations in Dubai. Did I not say this? Have I not been saying this for how long? How long have I been saying this? How long have I been saying that this shit is so bad that the investment of the players are really a a slap in the face to the organization, the coaches, and everybody for paying them this much money? Generational wealth, by the way, not just a fucking year contract. They are set for life, and yet they can't go work out, be in shape, be professional about their profession And show up to work ready to go. Remember AD was talking about, I'm going to get in shape this offseason. And I'm going to be the best in shape. And LeBron came out and was like, AD looks great. No, he don't. He looks worse than he did last year. He's fucking garbage. He looks horrible. Not only does he look horrible, he's out of shape. And that is what happens when you get injured. Usually when you have lower back issues at fucking 30, how old is he? 30? Is he even 30? Because your ass's core is weak. You're fucking out of shape. Your hamstrings are fucked. That's why you don't fucking, that's why your lower back hurts because your hamstrings are fucking out of shape. Then your core, your your abs and your core is fucking out of shape. So you have lower back issues. That's just biomechanics. That's fact. I don't know why you don't think that. But you guys are fucked up, man. Anyway, that's just my rant to start the show. I haven't even started the fucking show yet, dog. I haven't even gave you a quote of the day or nothing. So welcome in. Uh, quote of the day. Let me get you started on this thing. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Wow. How ironic that quote is when we're talking about AD being out of shape, Anthony Edwards being out of shape, and everyone else not wanting to shoot, like Ben Simmons, like Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Dog, get used to being, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I don't understand why we have to have everything caught. We have to have the perfect scenario. You must have never lived in a car, motherfuckers. You must have never lived anywhere outside of a fucking warm bed and pristine sheets and pillows. You must have never have, dog. That's what I'm starting to see in this generation. And that's why you see so many cowardly, puss-ass motherfuckers coming by, beating up old ladies, taking people's packages, shooting motherfuckers from a distance and running. Because we're so cowardly, dog. Motherfuckers don't fight no more. Shit. They've been watching Fortnite and fucking Kyler Murray's video games, so they know how to shoot now. They know how to shoot and shit. They think this is all a video game. You've created a video game world, social media. You guys have created a fucking virtual reality video game. That's why you guys put on these fucking glasses and shit, virtual glasses or whatever they are. I wish I would. I wish a motherfucker would send me some virtual goggles so I could sit in there and watch some old dumbass shit and think it's real. And then you go out in the street and think it's real. You motherfuckers think that shit is real life, dog? That shit is blowing my fucking mind. Oh my god, who wins the game tonight? Poll question: Bucks, Ravens. Who wins tonight? Um, I'm taking the Bucks, dog. I got to. I got to take the Bucks. We're gonna break all things down. Matt comes on in an hour. Plus, we got so much more to discuss. I'll be solo for the most part today. Matt will join me in an hour for an hour. And uh, we'll break all things down, Bucks, Ravens, uh, plus a bunch more. I'm, we're going to take our uh, MVP so far in the NFL, a coach of the year. We're going to break down the defensive player of the year, who the rookie of the year is. Uh, we're going to get into a few things when Matt gets on the team, uh, on the show. Plus, you know, Lakers and the fucking Nuggets. Of course, I got to hear that shit, right? Uh, who wins tonight? Drop it in the comments. Contrary to belief. Let's get going, man. I gotta be, I gotta, I gotta break some real shit to you today. If you're not ready for this contrary to belief segment, you're not ready. All right, you're not ready. Uh AD's not even 30 years old yet, dog. That's a fucking shame. I wish he was playing with Kobe. See, that's the thing. Everyone wants to talk about Kobe, rest in peace. Da, da, da. Shut the fuck up. Every it's so easy to say rest in peace. But if you were here, if Kobe was on your team motherfucking you, you'd be fucking talking shit. That's the fucking problem about you, cats. You motherfuckers are so goddamn soft, dog. It's unbelievable. Uh, man, it blows my mind. Anyway, contrary to belief, dog, I'm going to drop some truth bombs on you today. Uh, I want to break this down. I don't know if Lucy's in here yet, but usually she's the woman in the house. Uh, women fall in love in a man's presence. Men tend to realize they are in love in a woman's absence. Contrary to your belief, men out there, women out there, women fall in love real quick, right in in front of the man, and then the man tries to play hard, and then they realize that they fell in love when the lady's not around. And you all know that's fucking real, and you all know it's true. That's why half of you fucks are jacking off every day when your girl left you, because you were a fuckstick. Contrary to belief. If you want to understand any problem in America, we need to focus on who profits from that problem, not who suffers from the problem. Contrary to your belief, focus on who's profiting from that shit, not who's suffering from it. Come on, man. You guys are fucking... Blows my mind how fucking... Narrow-minded and short-sighted some of you motherfuckers are nowadays. Contrary to belief, spankings as a child resulted in a psychological condition known as respect for fucking others. Contrary to your belief. I got to drop the mic on that contrary to belief. That is a psychological condition. Lucy, if you're hearing that, that is a psychological condition respect for fucking others (laughs) that is what happened when i got spanked as a youngster you fucks don't get spanked no more that's why you guys are soft as runny baby shit that's why you're disrespectful and rude as fuck that's the bottom line so when you go get spanked again and and it's funny just four years removed, three and a half years removed from coaching myself You saw how I was with my kids. You saw how my kids acted. You saw how they were. You saw what they have become. Why in this three and a half years removed has football just seemed like it's totally out of control and these motherfuckers are doing whatever the fuck they want to do? (laughs) Have you not seen it get a completely 360-degree turn since I stopped coaching? Just since I've stopped coaching. Just since since I've stopped coaching. It's like, holy fuck, dog. Shout out to Calvin Jackson, former player, got signed by the Miami Dolphins back home where he's from. Um, his uh, father actually played for Miami with with Dan, with Dan Marino, Mark Clayton, Duper. His dad actually passed away last year, rest in peace. Uh, you know, having talked to Calvin the last few days, man, I can't be more excited, excited for him. I told him months ago, that he, ends, he will end up a Miami Dolphin just because that's how the universe fucking works. So, kudos to him. Much love to CJ. And uh, just another one. Like my boy Khaled said, just another one. Um,
2: <sighs>
1: Bruce Helms is just talking to himself. I'm just ignoring Bruce Helms because he says the dumbest shit ever. Like, that's why he's fucked up. <laughs> Because his mom didn't spank him. That's why he's fucked up. Um, that's probably why your kid will be the next Jeffrey Dahmer, motherfucker. Because you don't fucking spank him. That's probably why your kid's on the way to being the new Dahmer on Netflix. You, Bruce Helms will have the... the, the hit, 30 years from now, we'll be watching a new Netflix documentary. It's going to be called Bruce Helms and His Son. The new Dahmer. He eats motherfuckers alive because Bruce Helms wouldn't discipline his motherfucking ass and tell him the real. He kissed his ass and sucked his dick and told him sweet nothings. Now we've created the new Dahmer. Bruce Helms, brought to you by Dick Cigars. <laughs> Holy fuck, homie. Um, whoo! shit. You guys are killing me with that shit, dog. You motherfuckers kill me. Um... Oh my god, it's fucking comical. Matt Jones supposed to start. Uh we'll see. We'll see if he starts. I'm curious to see how that goes. Um yeah, we already showed the Wilson thing. We'll get into it with uh Matt later on, but dog, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable, Russell Wilson. He just needs to shut the fuck up, dog. He just needs to shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm being honest. Um he just got to shut up. I just, I, I I can't say nothing really, nothing else about it. He just has to shut up. And who's, who's, who's interested in watching the World Series? I'm not. I, I could give a fuck less. I'm not. Um, tomorrow, the Live Golf starts. My boy, Pat Perez, in Miami. I was supposed to go uh, chill with him, support him, watch him win that big bag, man. Big, big bag. Uh, they get to win. If these four win, him, DJ, uh, if those guys can win, They'll win a big, the biggest purse of all time in professional golf history. Uh, they've already won four times out of the year, and this one will be the big one. This is the one they want right here. It's all about what have you done for me lately. That's what I told to Pat. That's what I'm going to talk to him about, and uh, it is what it is. Uh, J.V. Gilliard, we don't care if you're not watching. We don't give a fuck. And Isaac Lord, shut up. You just talk too much, dog. Shut the fuck up. I'm watching live all motherfucking weekend. How about that? I'm watching that shit all fucking weekend, JV (laughs) Gillyard. Do you think we give a fuck if you're not watching? I I, got to be honest, dog. Do you guys really think we give a fuck? Do you think anyone gives a fuck that you're not watching? Like, why say it? Just do it. Like, why tell everybody? Just do it. Just go not watch. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, it doesn't matter. You guys all want to talk that shit, but it's funny that this motherfucker going to make $30 million this weekend. Do you think he gives a fuck that you're not watching? <laughs> Holy shit. God damn, dog. Oh man. Uh yeah, no shit. Like, no oh, fuck. We gotta stop the show now because JV can't fucking watch the live tournament. He don't want to watch it. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, the trolls are out. The trolls are out. Oh, it is what it is. I'm so I'm I'm so exhausted with the trolls, I don't even fucking give a shit no more. Um Let's get to the first down segment of this show. Got to get to the first down segment. And then we'll get into some – about 30 minutes. Matt joins us, and then we'll get into all things. First and 10 segment of this show is brought to you by CanadaDipsCBD.com. Head on over to CanadaDips. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps. And get you 20% off. Uh go buy you a 10. Let them know JV sent you. Um, so tonight, uh, it's Thursday night football, Bucks, Ravens. a uh, little breaking news. If you don't know, the Bucks are supposed to miss four starters. They're gonna be four starters down. Um, four starters down, and uh we're gonna we're gonna break that down. Four starters down for the for the Bucks. I don't think it's gonna matter. The the left guard, uh Luke, I don't know what is how is he spelled is pronounced his last name. I think it's Godke. Uh he's down. And Antoine Winfield Jr. is down. Corner Carlton Davis is down. And then another viable threat for Brady, Cam Brate, the tight end who's been who's basically been asked to replace Gronk which was a tall task. He's out with head and in- head injuries. He had a concussion. Nobody really talked about. And yet he came back and nobody really talked about it. And yet he's been out for the last two weeks and nobody's really talked about it. Tua is coming back like a fucking like a, a banshee. And everyone's just like, oh my God, dog. There's other cats with head trauma too. Braid is one of them. And nobody's even mentioned that motherfucker. So it's just like we pick and choose who we really want to sh- focus on in this NFL thing. Um, defense alignment, Akeem Hicks, who's been out since week two, is doubtful. And Jul- Julio Jones is a game time decision. So that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, Russell Gage is out too, Hector says. I mean, dog, the, it's almost comical how many injuries are in the NFL right now. Over 600 football players in the NFL are injured. Over 600. Now, I fight it that they're all injured. I don't know if they're all injured, but I do believe they're hurt. I believe they're hurt. I don't know if they're injured. Um, You know, it's very, very interesting, dog. Very, very interesting. We have 600 injured players. Carl Anthony Towns is calling out Anthony Edwards and saying you're out of shape. You didn't take your job seriously. Anthony Davis can't get through a basketball game without having an injured lower back, which is a direct correlation of being the fuck out of shape and pussy. So, like, have you not seen a generational curse, so to speak, amongst the professional athletes in today's games? Is that not showing you something? Have I not been saying this shit? Have I not been saying the investment lacks, but the money is tenfold on what we used to get? Have I not been saying that? What does JB know? I don't know. I don't know shit. Uh, it's fucking crazy to me. The Bucks are gonna try to control the division with the tie. Uh, for the first time, the Falcons. They're gonna try to get through the Falcons. Um. That's crazy. We never thought that the Bucs and the Falcons would be on top of that fucking division. The Ravens are also tied for first in the division with the Bengals, four and three. The Ravens are very, 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 very close to being a two and five football team. Two and five, they could be, very simply. They're not very good. They're not very good. And... um I think the Bucs are going to get it done. I think the Bucks are going to get it done tonight. Me and Matt will break those ga- that game down in totality. The Broncos will take uh, on the Jags this weekend. Both teams are two and five. The Broncos have been a huge letdown since giving Russell Wilson the bag. He's a weirdo. Fuck! I can't wait to just show more of that guy. Uh, the four and three Dolphins take on the one and five Lions. the 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 Dolphins are still in a tight race with the five and two Jets for second place in the AFC East. So this one is a huge game for them. They cannot afford to lose this one. Uh the one and five Dol- Lions dog are, are the only one team, one win team in the NFL besides the one, four, and one Texans. If they win, they could ruin their chances for the number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize what I just said? Do you realize what I just said? Like, I just said if they win. They will ruin their chances for the number one draft pick. That is really a thing, by the way. That is a real thing out there, by the way. That is a real thing. Don't win, Lions, because you can ruin your chances for the number one pick. You and the Texans are fighting for the number one pick right now. (sighs) Dog, are you shitting me? This is what we, this is the league we're in now. We're going to tank games. That is the narrative by the media. We're going to tank football games. Come on, man. You guys are fucking unbelievable to me. You're going to tank football games. So we're going to tank games. The media is pushing the Lions to not win another game so they can get the first pick. Let me ask you, who's the first pick going to be? Who's the first pick? Who in college football right now is going to come in and help the Lions turn around that organization? No one. So how about we just get some integrity and play and earn our paychecks and play hard and try to win football games as the professionals that you are? Like, you got to be kidding me. So you think Bryce Young can come in and change the Detroit Lions fate? In one year. <laughs> Come on, man. You guys are jokes. There's no one player in the college football. And you want to take... Dog, I don't even know. I would be trading all my first-round picks if I was an owner right now. If I was an owner, I would trade all my first-round picks. Like, I'm going to dive into this real quick for a minute. I would trade all my first-round picks to whoever and I'd give me some OG veteran O-linemen, OG veteran D-linemen, a legitimate QB, I'd give up all my picks. And if there is a suitor and a buyer out there to take all my first-round picks, I'm giving them up. I'm giving them up. Why, Coach A.B.? Because there's nobody in college football that's worth taking anyway, A. And B, do you really want to give up anyone or- for a, one of these college kids who's going to come in and be act like they're hurt or demand a trade or be soft, 630 injured football players in the NFL right now because they don't want to take their job seriously in the offseason and get in shape. We are out of shape. That's why the football product that you are watching every Sunday, every Saturday, is bad. Is bad. Just telling you. We have no investment in our bodies. The professionalism is an all-time low. That's why Kyler Murray rather watch video play video games and watch film. That's why he don't know where hot to side adjustment is. That is why you see Justin Fields have a spotty game here, a shitty game next week. He'll have an average game again because he's up and down inconsistent. That is why Baker Mayfield is not very good. He's doing commercials and other things outside of football. Plus, he wants to just be a clown. He's not really invested in getting better. And then you got these guys, man, that are coming out. Rather be playing for night, dog, on a daily basis. Entering the transfer portal. Decommitting from schools, which isn't even a word, by the way. Decommitment's not even a fucking word. And we are rather doing these things for clout. We want to do it for likes and retweets. We're not doing it because we have to do it. We're doing it for clout chasing. We are clout chasers now, dog. That is what this world is. We are clout chasers. That is what the world has become. And until you realize that, then I'm coming out telling you right now. I would trade my first round picks. I'll go get me some veterans. And I will win with what I have and build a culture. Man, there ain't nobody out there in college I want. I don't want none of these cats. 600 cats. 600 cats. I haven't heard about the UAB deal. I have no idea um, about that. I don't know what that one is. But there's not a a college football player that's going to come change my horrible program around. Detroit Lions have very, very bad a very bad roster their defense is atrocious aaron glenn i mean we all fell in love with them on hard knocks you guys fell in love with mdc and the staff on hard knocks you guys all thought the lions were going to be great and we it was a great story right great story week 2 i'm sitting there telling you guys on this show you need to fire aaron glenn have i not been saying fire aaron glenn I get it. You're his boy, MDC. You're his boy. I get you. I feel it. But you have to fire Aaron Glenn. Now it's too late, dog. You are one. You have one victory on the season. You've lost the locker room once again. And your defense is atrocious. And I would never hire a secondary guy to be a D coordinator. I just can't do it. I won't do it. I'll never hire a secondary coach, former secondary player, to run my defense. Just won't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. They look horrible on defense. They are bad. And Dak Prescott put up 24 points on them. (laughs) Dak Prescott put up 24 points, dog. Come on, man. Uh, but you guys think Dax the man. Dax the man, coach. He's going to be the guy. No, he's not. He ain't done shit. Like, shut up. All right. Um, that's, that's my philosophy. I would trade everybody. I would trade everybody. I wouldn't give up. I would give up all my first round picks. Take me, dog. Here. Here you go. Take it. Take it. Secondary coaches don't know how to fit up the box you can't have a secondary guy start in the third row of the defense and come forward it just don't work you need a boxed guy that works backwards so that the boxes fit first Runs to be sound in the run game. Gap responsibilities, run fits are all sound. And then you fit your secondary within those gap responsibilities. You don't start in the back row and then tell the D-line and backers, this is what you're doing. It don't work. I'm seeing it. I've done it. I'm not doing it again. I'll never do it again. And Aaron Glenn is the reason why. The defense is so atrocious in Detroit and why the Detroit Lions have won victory. And uh, they were scoring a lot of points early on. They were giving up a lot of points. Um, MDC's probably fired. I mean, this is just what it is, dog. He's probably fired. And, you know, it's just bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Um, that's the problem. Um, So, you know, it, it's just unbelievable um like i said the one in five lions are one win team the only one with the texans and they're talking about on espn that they should not win because they're gonna ruin their chances for the number one draft pick unbelievably soft we are as a society oh, holy shit um Eric said, how does the NFL make quarterback play better if they're stuck with these players who weren't coached up early? Better quarterback coaches, more fundamentals in the offseason? Good point, good question, good uh, good topic. Listen, I've been saying it. First of all, college football coaching at the quarterback position is horrible, okay? It's very, very bad, number one. Um, number two... We want to put on these workout videos in the offseason so we can have IG stories look very nice. So, for instance, Lamar Jackson on his IG story all offseason was throwing fade balls. That's all he was doing. And he had this quarterback coach who he works with in the offseason who's fucking atrocious because this kid is getting worse and worse and worse. And I have the film to show you and prove it. He's throwing fade balls, and I'm sitting there like, let's get his mechanics tight and right first with his feet, his platform, his arm, his mechanics, his delivery, his offhand. Let's get that first. We'll do that by throwing hitches, slants, swings, bubbles, out routes. Um, Then we'll get into deep outs, comebacks, curls. Then we'll get into corner routes, digs, posts. Then we'll throw fades at the end of this whole thing. Okay. Fades are going to be the last fucking thing we throw because why? It is the most incompleted ball in football, high school, college, NFL. The least completed football in, in the sport is the fade ball, the nine ball, the deep ball. So, why do we start off throwing that ball in the offseason? How about we complete? How about we get our mechanics right and tight first? And then we can go from there. So it blows my mind. We all want to just have nice IG stories. That's more important than fucking getting real deal coached up and mechanically tight. That's number one problem we have to answer your question, Eric. Number two, the quarterback coach in the NFL is a do boy, he's a homie of the head coach. He coached with the head coach 20 years ago in high school or in college or He's not even a quarterback guy for the most part. He's a wide out guy, a tight end guy. He's a Jagoff. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. T Martin is on the Ravens staff coaching receivers. And the receiver coach that was at the University of Florida, by the way, um. For a while, I I, I know him really well. Um, He's been around coaching college for a long time. His his name is Kerry Dixon. He's coaching Lamar Jackson. And uh, I don't know why you wouldn't have T. Martin coaching Lamar Jackson. Put Kerry Dixon at wideouts if you're going to hire Kerry Dixon from college. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. I just don't get it. Sark's a good quarterback coach. Lane's a good quarterback coach. I mean, it's just so hard to coach quarterbacks specifically when you're the head coach and the OC and the play caller. It's very hard to do those things. Okay. So when you don't have a real, real deal quarterback guy, um, you're going to, you're going to suffer in some aspect of the game, some aspect of the game. You're going to, you're going to struggle either in play calling, either in the wideout crew or the O-line. If you're the OC and the head coach, and then you expect your quarterback to be legit as a quarterback guy, like Sark is, like Lane is, you got to be able to delegate somewhere. You got to get a good O-line coach. You got to get a good wideout coach. You got to get a good old. you got to have the best O-line guy. Running back coach, you can get anyone – Cause all I do is go get the best running back. You don't need to coach them guys up. You just got to teach them a pass protection and let's fit the fucking box and get, get it right. And go from there. Wide wise. Got to have a technician out there coaching them guys up because it's a big group and you got to have those guys buy in and understand this is what we're going to do. We're going to be technically sound. We're going to get off bump. We're going to get off press. We're going to, we're going to get guys to get out there, back pedal, turn and run. We're going to sell every route. Like it's a fade ball. We're going to get that coached up. But the quarterback coaching in the NFL is bad. The college coaching in the quarterback level is bad. Uh, quarterback coaching at the college level is bad, I mean. And, and it's just – it's becoming real, real bad across the board. And now you're seeing NFL quarterback struggle. You're seeing NFL quarterback struggle. It is what it is. And I don't know how you fix it in the NFL besides get coaches that know what they're doing – And get kids, players, to buy into what they're selling. And get rid of the seven-on-seven half-ass trainer coach. Get rid of the guy. Go get you a real deal Rip sure, for instance. If you don't know who Rip sure is, go look him up. Uh, He's only coached quarterbacks in the NFL for about 30 years. He's a guy that's basically, then he went to UCLA for the last few years with Chip Kelly. I don't know where he's at no more. He was with Tennessee. He was with Carolina. He coached Jimmy Clausen when he first got in the league. And then he was telling me a story. Me and Chip, me and Rip were talking. He's like, "Man, he's telling me that my quarterback guy tells him to do it this way." And I'm sitting there looking at him like, "Your quarterback guy? You got to be shitting me. You're gonna listen to a fucking guy in the street over me who's been coaching the NFL for 30 years." That is where I knew it happened. That's where it went that's where it went south, dog. When Jimmy started telling guys in the NFL that my quarterback coach back home in California knows more, that is where we became lost. That is where we became screwed. That is where we became bad at quarterback. That is where it started, right there, dog. I'm just telling you right now. That's where it started, and that is what it is. Um, oh man, I'm, George Whitfield's. I I know George too. Uh, I'm not gonna say nothing, man. I, if you don't say something nice, don't say it at all. That's what I'll say. Um, let me ask you this: Who is worse? The AFC South or the NFC South? That is a question that needs to be debated. Who is worse? AFC South, NFC South? They're both bad. Um, If the Bucks lose to the Ravens, the Panthers beat the Falcons, and the Saints beat the Raiders, then it will be a three and five four-way tie. (laughs) Do you realize that? If the Bucks lose tonight, the Panthers beat the Falcons, and the Saints beat the Raiders, it's going to be a four-way tie. Is it really just anyone's race? Does anyone care at that point how bad these rosters are, how bad these teams are, how bad these conferences are? Frank Clark got suspended yesterday. I put it on the show. Uh, he had a gun in the car in L.A., uh, actually I was at the event he was at and then afterwards he left and he got pulled over, had guns in the car and it happened in LA last, last year. That's what he got suspended for, uh, last summer, I believe. So, um, actually it was last spring. I want to say the three and four Cardinals look to improve to uh, 500 over the weekend as they take on a very good five and one Vikings team. Can the Cardinals beat the Vikings? Hell no. Kyler Murray's going to look garbage once again. The Vikings will double Hopkins. They will make Kyler hold the ball. Kyler will look horrible once again. We're going to break down some Kyler film today, I think. The Vikings, Bills, and Giants are the only three one-loss teams. Um, And obviously, the Eagles are undefeated. Can Kyler Murray pull off the upset with DeAndre Hopkins in his second week back? I don't think so. I also am making a prediction today. I think that the Packers are beating the Bills. I said it yesterday on the show, actually, so this isn't the first time you're hearing it me say it. I think the Bucks are winning tonight, and the and the Packers are going to beat the Bills. I have to go that route, just like I had to go with the Lakers last night because I'm like, dog, you can't just start off 0-4, right? Wrong. You can because the Lakers just did it last night. Um I just got. I'm just hoping that my old school, legitimate Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers guys can get it done, and get back in the win column. The rosters are decent enough to get it done, in my opinion. They got to pull off the shocker and get that shit done. Um, breaking news, real quick. All right, I want to. I want to break some news to you, real fast. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays starting next week. Um, Me and Sean Salisbury have agreed to do a show together. Uh, We're going to call it Last Chance Q with Sean Salisbury. We are going to be breaking down all things film, football, and quarterback play at the NFL level, which will, if you're a coach, you want to probably subscribe to this one. It'll be a different tier on YouTube and on Patreon. Tuesdays, Thursdays, we will do a show. We will launch it every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific. 7 p.m. Eastern for all you coaches out there. It'll be a members only can watch type of an event. And me and Sean are going to break that thing down. It's going to be must-watch football, must-watch coaching one-on-one segments. So, and then Matt McChesney will also join us on at certain times on the show. And we will break down all things. O-line, D-line, quarterback play, but we're going to focus on the quarterback with me and Sean are on. And now that I have all this NFL film, we got to put it to use. So that is the uh, where we are. Tuesday, Thursday. Stay tuned. We launch next Tuesday. Uh, me and Sean are getting together this weekend. We're gonna break this. We're gonna get together and create an entire format for it. Uh, so stay tuned for that, and uh, we're gonna have that going. So. Gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Same YouTube channel. Yes, indeed. It's just gonna be a different tier. It's gonna be a different membership tier. Um, so it's gonna be a you're gonna have to become a new member if you're even if you're a member now it's gonna be a different membership for this one. And then we're gonna do a Patreon situation too, where we will put up, uh, we're gonna put videos up there upload some documentation. Uh, We'll chart. We'll do that, too, for members on on Patreon for different things. If you want, like, some documents some PowerPoints, some fronts, some coverages, you want some playbook material, we will put that on Patreon. So members only for that as well. So we're just letting you know. Uh, We'll see how it goes, man. Shit. I don't think there's any better minds than Sean Salisbury out there. So me and him together, I think, is going to be big. And uh, why not? Hey, man, I'm all in. Let's do it. Five days a week with this. Two days a week with that. Uh, got some other things in the fire, too. So we'll see how it ends up being. But you heard it here first. Me and Sean Salisbury, last chance Q. Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Uh, we're going to break down quarterbacks and uh, all things football. Um, it's going to be the best real shit. So you don't have to listen to Acho anymore and all these other slaps. And then we'll be posting little clips here and there on social media. So stay tuned for that. Um the two and five, the, the two and five Panthers take on the three and four Falcons. So that's going to be another game right there. So the Panthers beat the Falcons. They'll both be three and five. Um, the Saints are atrocious with a defensive minded coach, Dennis Allen, who I've told you guys that doesn't translate well in this offensive situation that we are in, in offense. Uh, it's unbelievable. Um The NFC West has Seattle surprisingly in first place, sitting at 4-3, followed by the 3-3 Rams, the 3-4 49ers, and the Cardinals tied for last. Are the Seattle Seahawks a legitimate contender? (sighs) I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I don't know if they are or not. Um, It's going to be very, very interesting. Live from PSYOP. Dog, we got 500 members right now currently, man. Shout out to all you members, by the way. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough. We're almost up to 500 members. Um, that is great for, uh, for a subscriber base of 18, 500 members is great. Uh, let's get to 5,000 members, man. Blow this thing up. I appreciate you guys. You guys are great. Um, like I said, this new membership tier will be launched here. Uh, we'll, we'll announce it on uh, Friday and Monday and then Tuesday and Thursdays is going to be the show for me and Sean Salisbury. Uh, that'll be a members only deal. Uh, so coaches, if you guys are really wanting to see this or if any one of you novice fans want to see it, come on over there. We'll let you know about that soon. Um, very interesting to see, man. Uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, Matt is going to be joining us in two minutes. Before he gets here, I'm going to take a two minute break. Piss break, uh, before we get into the two-minute drill segment of the show with Matt, plus the third and long segment of the show, and then we'll get into the post-snap segment of the show. Me and Matt will talk for an hour. We'll break down all things Ravens-Bucks tonight. Plus, who's the NFL MVP so far? Can the Seahawks really win the West? And who's your coach of the year? We're going to get into all of those things right after this break, brought to you by betonline.ag. Head on over to betonline.ag, use the promo code COACHJB. Got a couple new commercials for you guys, so you're not too bored. Check it out as me and Matt talked about our top 10 quarterbacks. I'll be back in a minute. Peace. Uh, My top 10, all right? I'm going to get into my top 10. Matt asked yesterday about my top 10, and he spit his out real quick. I'm going to pull mine up on the ticker below so the world can see. You can all fucking go Oh, the fucking chat. 400 people are going to talk shit. I don't fucking care. So here we go. I'm going to go, Tom Brady. Here we go. Before I pull it up, I know you guys saw everything. I'm going to use this criteria. You've had, for me, you've had to at least, to be in my top five, have won a Super Bowl, been to Super Bowl, and just one of the elite of elite. All right? That is how my criteria kind of is. So here we go. Tom Brady used to go as far as wins. I do not believe he's the best as far as skill set, but I do believe he's the best quarterback. All right? We're not going to get into that fucking thing uh, as far as winning and losing. Um, So Agreed. that's number one for me. Uh, I got Troy Aikman because I believe Troy Aikman can travel to any era and be as accurate as any quarterback of all time. He is the fucking – people do not fu- – you're 40 years old, Matt. How do you not believe in fucking Troy Aikman? You know how good he was? Do you uh, realize second, how
3: good he was? The second-best quarterback of all time? Yeah, yeah. dog, do you know how good Troy was? Aikman? Do you know how good he was?
1: Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Elway, I got at three. I got Montana at four. Manning at five. Rodgers at six. Favre at seven. Uh, Both of those are very close skill set-wise. Both have a Super Bowl. Been to two. Marino at eight. All right, I'm sorry. He yeah, had eight. Bradshaw had nine because he won so much. He's not as talented as anyone else. And Steve Young had ten because of just he was the first lefty to really dominate his position. Um, that's my top ten. I'll just let it keep ticking, dog. I'm going to mute my channel. Go ahead.
3: Uh, I don't have a problem with the rest of the top ten, but Troy Aikman, even being on the list, makes you just you're shitting me, right? You're telling me, me Troy is my not man. a top ten quarterback. No, here's mine Brady Manning Elway Montana Marino Aaron Rodgers Drew Brees oh, Steve, Steve Young Mahomes and Jim Kelly.
1: See, this is the problem I have with Roy fucking Aikman. Oh, dog. I it, True, Drew Brees couldn't hold Troy Aikman's fucking left nutsack
0: from behind his asshole, here, dude.
3: Dude, Drew Brees, Drew Brees 100% runs 100% circles around Troy Aikman. Aikman. Huh? Drew Brees runs circles around Troy Aikman, bro. Bro, oh bro. God, Danny White could have won those Super Bowls with those. This teams. is how
1: I break. And, and people in the chat, Jim Kelly over Aikman. Really? Aikman beat Jim Kelly twice
0: in Super
3: Bowls. You dumb no, fuck. No no, 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 no. Troy Aikman's team beat Jim Kelly. You so put Jim, Jim Kelly on the. You put Jim oh, Kelly on the Cowboys. They the went. beat fucking seven teams. Troy Aikman is maybe the most overrated quarterback ever. See, I, I, I almost think
1: that I can say that about Tom Brady.
3: Oh my fucking god! Oh my god! Oh, Tom How can Brady. you say Tom oh, Brady's oh, overrated? I, I,
1: Tom Brady played in the worst conference for 20 years of all time in the NFL history. Look, that's
3: true. He played in the worst division ever. I know. I played in it. But and, he's not let me, let, me, let me
1: break this down, though. If you compare Troy Aikman and Tom Brady, and they we go out here on the park and go fucking throw the football around the park, it ain't even fucking close. That's, no, one's that,
3: that, no, no one's ball. saying that Troy Aikman couldn't throw the ball. He was extremely accurate and he did a great job running the system that he was asked to run. What What but- did he do
1: bad? That's what I'm talking about. That's a commercial everybody thought was real, huh? <laughs> hey, that's what's up. I like that shit. Matt's running a little late. Uh, he's got snow issues in Colorado. Um, he'll be a couple minutes late. i uh, just texting me, so we'll wait for Matt to get in here. Uh, we got a lot of A lot of things, though. I got a lot of things on the board here. Carl Carl Regal's back as a member. Shout out to Carl. (laughs) Carl Regal's still a weirdo fuck, but he's a member now again. So appreciate you. Got your credit card situation figured out. How your bank account works is kind of how this kind of thing works. I get it. It's all good. Um, Can the Seahawks win with Geno? That's what I want to know. Can the Seahawks win with Geno? Um, man, Gino's earning the bag, dog. Gino's earning the bag. I- I'm be honest with you. Gino's earning the bag right now. Um, I believe he's earning the bag. So we're going to see. Ask go lay down. Uh, I don't know. I think he's gonna. I think the Seahawks have a shot, man. Pete Carroll. I got it. It's very interesting. Me and Matt are going to talk about coach of the year. Pete Carroll has to be in the discussion for coach of the year. And if he's not, you guys don't know football. So I'm going to break that down here in a shortly. We're going to get into that. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see if they can win. Um, They are coming off a win over the chargers. Uh, We'll see what happens. Figured it out. Um, if the Cowboys win, they'll be six and two, but they're still in third place in a division. Eddie Maniwether, where, where are you at? Six and two, and they're in third place, dog. Third place, and they're six and two. <laughs> uh, the Bears are three and four and tied for the with the Packers for second in the NFC North. Whoever would have thought three and four would be second place. Football is watered down. Football is bad. Lamar went 9 of 16 for 120 yards in an NFL football game last week versus the Browns. I think the Bucs' defense is even better than that. I think the Bucs win tonight. We're going to break that down as soon as Matt can get in here if he's free, freed up to get in here today. Um, Gus Edwards added 16 carries for 66 yards and two touchdowns. That is key for the Ravens, in my opinion. They got to run the football And I just don't know, man, if they can really win meaningful games with Lamar at quarterback where he can't throw the football to open receivers. If you have to rely on play action and throwing the ball to the tight end 20 times a game, you're going to fucking struggle when it comes down to defensive scheming you and spying you. And we're going to break that down, man. I got some film I want to show. I'm going to show some film. Uh, Today, I will have some new film inputted, and I will have it for tomorrow and going forward, especially for me and Sean Salisbury's show. Uh, But I got some Tom Brady, dog. I got some Tom Brady. I got some Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm getting all the quarterbacks little by little. Shout out to my main man, Chad. I also got some college film he gave me. I got some Texas A&M film. I'm going to break down some Jimbo Fisher on this show uh, during the week. So you guys will still get some football stuff. But you're not going to get that exclusive last chance cue with me and Sean Salisbury unless you're a member on a a different tier. So we'll break that down later on. We'll get into that once we figure everything out. But I just wanted to announce that. Um, NFL Coach of the Year, the runner-up so far. I want to talk to Matt about the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year, plus the Rookie of the Year. We're going to get into all those things. Uh, Make sure you hit the Like button, subscribe, become a member today. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Um, Lucy, I don't know if you're in here, but uh, did you like my contrary to belief? Women fall in love in a man's presence. Men realize they are in love in a woman's absence. That is contrary to belief. If you don't know that, that is real talk. Uh, Lucy, you agree with that? And do you agree with my psychological condition known as respect for fucking others? Because my dad and mom used to spake my motherfucking badass. Do you remember that? Um, yes, Cam. If you didn't, if you didn't see my uh, contrary to belief, dog, you gotta go check it out. You gotta go check it out. Um, I, I brought it up in the morning. I'll, I'll put it up on the bottom right now for everyone that missed the beginning of the show. I'll actually put it in the I'll put it on the banner. Contrary to belief, right there. Uh, woman fall in love in a man's presence. Men tend to realize they are in love in a woman's absence. That is 100% accurate. Girls fall in love a little quick. Guys fall in love when they realize they fucked up. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I'm just being honest. Um, If you want to understand any problem in America, you need to focus on who's profiting from the problem, not who suffers from the problem. That's been a thing. I grew up in Compton knowing that from the jump. We knew who was profiting from the motherfucker, not who was suffering. We already suffered. But you guys don't look outside the box. You guys are all narrow-minded, short-sighted fucks nowadays in America. And you guys can't realize that respecting others is an actual fucking psychological condition. And you earned that from getting your ass whooped when you were younger. Guess what? You stopped that ass whooping, you lost respect too, motherfucker. But what do I know? Contrary to belief, best segment online, anywhere on the internet. That's real talk, Coach A.B. Um, there is no more afternoon show, Mo. Uh, it's all in the morning. We're doing it in the morning. Brandon Lang, we are working it out to figure him out, um, whether we record it or put it on the show or if he can get on in the morning with me. He also had another surgery, so he would have been on the show last week. He had another surgery, by the way, so he missed last week because of that surgery. Um, But – uh. We will do other. We will be having interviews um, starting next week uh, with certain guys. It's hard to get guys on the interviews in the morning, but we do have some guys set up, lined up. We'll get it. We'll get guests on the show uh, at all time rate here starting shortly. Again, we're getting some guys on the on the hoof to get on the show. And having said that, the we're getting those guys on the show, and we'll do interviews in the afternoon for the members only deal. But we'll launch it as a premiere video so you can. Uh, you can get that video live uh, after the interview. So when we have guys that cannot come in on in the morning or women uh, guests, they will be on in the afternoon. So I'm just giving you all the shit we're, we're, we're working out, man, as we kind of continue to build this show. So um, we've discussed the Lakers being absolutely atrocious, soft, uh, injured. Um, we talked about there's zero American-born black players playing in the World Series this year first time since 1950 uh but but Jalen rose comes out and says that you know because of baseball being a white sport first of all it's a fucking venezuela dominican republic dominican Republic sport motherfucker dumbass um but we've broken all that down and then we're going to talk about the ravens bucks i'm doing that towards the end here uh we're in the second hour, brought to you by betonline.ag. Head on over to betonline.ag and use the promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V. Get you all things betting tonight. Uh Bucks Ravens game. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna break that game down in totality here soon. Uh, we're gonna have our two-minute drill. Me and Matt are gonna give you the keys to tonight's games. We're gonna talk about the NFL and all things. Let me get into some college football while we wait on Matt. Uh Ohio State minus 15 and a half versus Penn State. Um, I don't think Penn State's been uh battle tested i don't believe ohio state's been battle tested at all um so i'm not sure if penn state is a formidable enough opponent to hold ohio state within that 15 and a half uh i'm gonna still rock i think with ohio state i'm gonna give my college picks tomorrow but Right now, I think I'm going to lean towards Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State, this is a really true first test of the season. It's a noon kickoff game. Um, They haven't played any ranked opponent since Notre Dame, and they've fallen apart, losing to Marshall and Stanford. Uh, Penn State's coming off its first loss against Michigan, absolutely getting drubbed. I think Ohio State needs to do the same. I think they have to do the same thing to show that they're ready for Michigan and vice versa. I think it's a dick measuring contest at this point between Michigan and and Ohio State. So I believe Michigan or Ohio State's going to put it on Penn State. And uh, does Penn State show up and say, "Let's not get blown out again by another uh, by by another team that's just much more superior than us"? We're going to find out. Can Penn State slow down one of the top two offenses in the country, or are they going to get? fucking gashed like Michigan gashed them. Ohio State struggled on the ground. 2.2 yards at carry last week versus Iowa, but Iowa does have a top five defense in college football. And James Franklin's 1-7 versus Ohio State hasn't won since 2016. They have also only been beaten by three scores once back in 2016. So this is usually fairly close game. Uh, if you're a better This game's been close for a long, long time, even though they continue to lose Penn State. Uh, Penn State loses the games, but they are close ones. So 15 and a half point spread is a uh, tough one. Not sure. Yeah, the Wake Forest quarterback Hartman is an NFL guy. I think he's the most NFL ready quarterback in the draft. That is my personal opinion. So that's just what I'm saying. Georgia, Florida is an annual, uh, I guess it's the, most, it's the largest cocktail party uh, in the world. Um, Georgia, Florida, who started the season strong, uh, winning over Utah, Billy Napier's first game, but that feels like a fucking 20 years ago after they've lost to Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU uh, since. Uh, Florida does not look good. Um, can Florida do anything to slow down Georgia and uh, on this neutral site rival game? I don't know if they can. Oklahoma State, K-State, that is going to be a very interesting game. K-State coming off a loss, tough loss to TCU. Uh, Oklahoma State came back, beat Texas. Both teams has one loss in the conference. Uh, they both lost games to TCU where TCU had to come from behind. I don't know what you guys think. I'm taking K-State on that one. Um, Adrian Martinez is doubtful though, and that is going to sway me in my pick because if Adrian Martinez is no go, um, I don't know if I can rock with the backup. I don't know who the backup is. I haven't seen him enough. I haven't seen K state enough. I just like climbing. I like what they do. I like the grit of them. I like how they cover, uh, most games. And I would rock with K-State if Adrian Martinez goes. So we'll see. I'm not sure. Not sure on that. Uh, K-State scoring 28 a game. Oklahoma State defense gives up 28.7 a game. So we'll see. Something has to give there. Uh, Oklahoma State has the third highest scoring offense in the country. Can K-State slow them down? That is going to be the key. Oh, no. K-State rushes for 231 yards a game and oklahoma state allows 146 so does anyone know who the k-state backup is who's in here Uh, um sean you in here who's the k-state backup quarterback is he any good i don't know if he's any good or not we'll see um interesting uh but we'll see big 12 race continues um dcu zero conference losses they're plus 115 to win the conference they look like the hands down favorite i don't know how texas has two losses and are plus 250 um very interesting to see to say the least on that i don't see texas winning the conference still or even getting to play for the title unless something happens here and, and some fucking people lose out i don't know uh let me break down college football power rankings real quick i want to get into this ohio state's number one power ranking wise the the bcs turn uh bcs committee picks next week the bcs rankings come out which we know that's a shit show waiting to happen right uh my boy will shields former kansas city chief is actually on the committee now so very interested to see that um I want to break down this this power rankings, though. Ohio State's 1, Georgia's 2, Alabama's 3, Michigan's 4, Tennessee's 5. Now, how Tennessee is ranked below Alabama in the power rankings after beating them blows my mind. Clemson is 6, SC is 7. How is SC ranked above TCU in the power ratings? I don't know. Oklahoma State's 9, Oregon is 10. (sighs) Ah. So USC loses to Utah, UCLA beat Utah, Oregon beat UCLA. That would, for me, put Oregon above USC. Does that make sense what I just said? Can I say that again real fast? SC lost to Utah, UCLA blew out Utah, Oregon just blew out UCLA. How is SC three slots higher than Oregon? (laughs) ah man i don't understand that shit dog i don't get it so the power rankings bullshit is unbelievable man i don't understand it i want to get into some games that they play i don't know um i don't know how that's gonna all work out but we'll see um i want to get into another thing too uh if you've got these two young quarterbacks in new york speaking of the jets and the giants i'm calling them the two princes who the fuck's gonna be the king at the end of the day don't know um we're gonna see let's get into it let's get mad in here i know matt dealing with the snow what's up brother you good holy shit
3: man snowing already the first first snow of the year and it is wow it is hammering us fucking fuck that was terrible hey it's it's 81 here sorry it's okay um, nuggets one sorry I know, I knew that was
1: coming next. Um, <laughs> did I Venmo you? <laughs> hey, I can't stand. We just talked about what are some words you would not use ne- that we didn't use in the 90s that we use now, and I was like, fucking Venmo me. That's a fucking <laughs> word right there, and Google me. Google it.
3: Yeah, fucking DoorDash it.
1: No shit. Uh, hey, I, I don't know if you've seen the new Cringe. Have you seen the new Cringe? Cringe, cringe is another word. I was, I was using it on purpose to fuck with you. Um, what,
3: like, like cringe, like, like that, like cringing?
1: Yeah, it's like, it's, it's fucking, it's like, yeah, it's like. Well, you like know, cringe
3: is supposed to be something that's cool now or something. Y- yeah, I guess. Fuck, oh, I don't, bro, I don't fuck. A, I'm not, I'm not up with all together. the new terms. I put together
1: a video for you, Matt. Um, Anthony Davis is soft as runny, wet pussy. And I put this video together. He's hanging on the rim, and he and he falls two inches because he's seven foot, and he falls two inches. And
3: so, Take a listen. <laughs> ah! 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 Look at this. <laughs> oh shit!
1: My back went out. Um, oh dog! I, that, I
3: had to put that in. I had to put that in today. I was laughing so hard last night when that happened, bro. But I had him on like a parlay, so I'm like, "You got to get ten rebounds before you get out of the game, you soft Fuck, get ten rebounds." I didn't even really watch the
1: game because I was like, I was like, "Fuck, dude i i was I was too busy watching like your boy." <laughs> and I I, I I was watching this,
0: bro too often you know i don't i don't really um you know i've traveled enough to to get you know kind of get my system down but uh, yeah for me i was on the plane the for two hours i was uh, uh first two hours eight, what was it was eight hours flight here that's that the first two hours i was watching the film getting, watching all the cut-ups and everything else and then for the next four hours i was doing treatment on the plane i was walking up and down the aisles everybody was knocked out i was doing high knees and working on my, working on my legs and everything else you know make sure i'm ready to rock um uh, so that was good and then the last two hours of the last hour of that i i watched i fell asleep for 1 hour and i watched the film the rest so uh i felt felt good to go once we got back and then we
1: had no nah, there's no way that's real dog is this cat really serious is he real is this a real thing like i'm in, i'm
3: at, i'm embarrassed for him at this point dog like i'm telling you this <laughs> you can't make this shit up <laughs> this guy's doing fucking calisthenics on the plane and all of a sudden it's like if you're not doing fucking calisthenics in the aisle, somehow you're behind the trend. Like, I'm going to be a worse athlete because I sleep on a fucking flight across the Atlantic? Bro, that's a 10-hour flight. I'm taking an ambient and I'm going to fucking sleep, and I'm going to wake up in London. Like, that's the entire point of flying on one of the planes they're on. I'm sorry you pulled your hamstring, and you have to do treatment. Why can't he just say, I got on the plane, I watched some film and did some treatment and got some shut-eye like everybody else, and now I'm in London. Hey. Why does he have to isolate himself all the time, bro? He's just... Russell Wilson is the epitome of, like, the fucking athlete who just doesn't understand that he's on a team. Like, hey, he should be I'm, a fucking tennis player.
1: I'm taking a slight from him as well, though. Like, did you notice, like... All my guys are asleep by the All way. All my guys
3: are asleep, and I'm yeah, fucking like, I'm running up and down the aisle and doing fucking wind sprints and high knees and shit. <laughs> I'm IDing the mic on the fucking in the, I'm in a, the, I'm the, on the, the fucking play like, like hey uh cockpit, watch out for the mountain on the left, mountain on the left of the mic, mountain's on the left of the mic. Louie, Louie. <laughs> Holy fuck, dog. I just I, mean, I, I think this guy, this guy's setting himself up to be the biggest fucking punchline in the history of sports, bro. Like he, be the he gift. is, he is this, this shit, this high knee shit is, is about to, there's going to be people fucking high kneeing next to water coolers. There's going to be people high kneeing in the fucking subway. There's going to be people doing high knees all over London. The entire fucking, the entire stadium should just do high knees in the middle of the second quarter or at, at halftime. Just to Russell get work Wilson
0: worked out on a plane to London.
3: <laughs> so I just I, I feel like right now, bro, fuck it. Fuck it. High knee time. High knees. High knees. I gotta get him in, JP. I gotta get him in. High knees. <laughs> Hold on, dog. I, I, you gotta hear this. <laughs> this is, here it is right here. <laughs> exactly. They're already making fun of him. I <laughs> And yeah, sit your what? ass down, We on home, boy, sit down. We're trying to what? sleep, nigga. This is your captain True. Can someone tell that nigga to sit his ass down before we drop him in Afghanistan? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the other thing. Like, everybody, every single person in the world that flies on a plane, you have to know now that all the rules don't mean shit. When they tell you to turn your phone off, you don't really have to do that. When they tell you to sit down, you don't really have to do that. If I were you, I'd just start doing fucking high knees in the aisle just to see what happens. What are they going to do? Be like, I'm pulling a Russell Wilson. I got to get my calisthenics in. Oh, man. Uh... I mean, I I personally, as a Bronco alum and as a fan, fan, I'm, uh, I'm really, 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 really concerned about the future of this football team, dog. On top of that, did you see what they're wearing in England? No. So they're wearing... Blue pants with an orange stripe, and white jerseys with a blue stripe. So the blue stripe on the jersey is going to connect with the orange stripe on the pants. So the fucking stripes are two different colors on the jerseys. It's like they like they're they're saying that they didn't forget or that they br- didn't bring the wrong pants, but essentially what they're saying is they brought the wrong pants.
1: All right, let me. Is is your boy jacket? Hackett, buddy jacket, is he? I'm hearing fired. rumors coming out of Denver. Uh fired. he's on the hot seat and he
3: can be he fired
1: be. on the way back from London if they lose this game. Do you see that?
3: Yes. I think if he's if they go out and have another sub-20-point performance, and you know they, they lose and they don't look well, and there's discourse on the sideline, and Russell's out there fucking High kneeing at the 35 in between plays and shit. And <laughs> see what I'm saying? It's just fucking, it's like, it's like alley This guy makes it too easy. I think that, I think there's going to be a fucking fist fight in the locker room between the defense and the offense, number one, because the defense is super pissed off. And then, and then I think that Hackett gets left in London. Be like, haha, you sound like you live in London. Fucking stay there. Piss and chip it up. And, uh, and then I don't know where you go from there. I think that they start offloading salary and offloading players and trying to accumulate draft picks. And I think next year could be even worse than this year because now they're rebuilding with Russell Wilson, which I thought that was exactly what he didn't want to do. He didn't want to rebuild in Seattle, but he'll come to Denver and rebuild. Oh, that's because he got $250 million, right? Oh, so this was all just a big fucking ploy to get paid? And Denver's the fucking team that gets screwed? Damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> hey, I mean, damn it! Is
1: Pete Carroll seriously in consideration, in your opinion, as
3: fucking coach of the year? Oh, dog. Pete Carroll, for doing this deal alone? Pete Carroll, they should build a statue of Pete Carroll holding his testicles in front of the stadium like big, huge fucking nuts, just like, hey, I mean, rustling out of like his this. pants. Russell Wilson below him like this. And, and Russell underneath him, like, high knee, looking at the balls, like, those are what balls look like? And Pete's like, look how big they are, Russ. Fuck you. I mean, he should win Coach of the Year for that alone. But on top of the fact they're first in the West, and not only that, but their draft picks, bro, every one of their draft picks this year is playing significantly or starting and balling. Balling, this fifth round fucking corner that he picked up, the 6'3 dude from Texas A&M Kingsville, uh, Whirling Wharton whatever his name is, that kid's the fucking next Richard Sherman, homie, and he can run faster than Richard. So, Pete's just got a fucking eye for talent, he knows what football players look like, sound like, move like, act like, and he's a real football guy, and... A lot of people thought Pete Carroll was the problem, and I thought I think looking at it now, Pete Carroll was the glue in Seattle that kept that entire fucking monstrosity going. Dude, do you understand that he put up with Russell Wilson for 12 fucking years and went to two Super Bowls and made this scrub into an all-pro quarterback? This guy doesn't look like he's ever played quarterback before in his fucking life playing in Denver. No, and Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll turned him into an every year playoff quarterback. And he was the highest winning percentage in the NFL after breaking his finger. Hey, coach. And now, like since since the beginning of last year to this year, he has literally fallen off of a fucking cliff when it comes to to uh to being a dependable quarterback in this league. So hey, I mean, I more more news. praise needs to go to Pete, honestly.
1: Breaking news for you. Listen to this.
0: Hey coach, uh, with four losses so far, it's been pretty
2: disappointing. What's mm-hmm. your
0: message to recruits about the future of the program?
2: Look at what we're doing and the guys that happen, and you know. Also, you know, you look at that. Bad, they see opportunities. Everybody says, "I go somewhere's winning all the time." I may not play for a while. You know what I'm saying? But now we've got good young player. Look at the young players team. Look at the young talent we have. Look at the guys making a lot of the plays, and they see it. We got we got a good nucleus of what we're doing, and that we're only a playoff on, the, on those games. And you sell that, and you see it, and be truthful about it. There's no, and recruiting, the key to in recruiting, there's no pitch. When you're a good recruiter, you tell the truth. <laughs> it's about one thing, truth and relationship. <laughs> oh, there is no pitch. There is no magic performance. There you. is no pixie dust. You build a relationship through truth and trust and be honest with them about where you see them. Truth what they and trust. And you don't base everything off one year either. You don't basically oh, base things off history, what people have done, where they've been, what's happened. Schools have happened, players, and see and see the future of what a program is. But it's based off truth and trust, not a it's what you tell them.
3: And and forty million dollars slush funds and boosters with dough. Look, okay, so look, um, are they that it, bad? It because because Jimbo is stuck in like Jameis Winston land, and he's still trying to operate like he did ten years ago. He hasn't he hasn't changed he's expected football to adapt around him rather than he adapt around the current state of the game. Um, it's one of the reasons I admire Nick Saban so much because he's always bringing somebody new in to run the offense. Like he doesn't stick with one guy ever. He's fucking Lane Kiffin and Bill O'Brien and Sarki. He's it's like, it's called Saban rehab for a reason. Like all these coaches that go there and get taught how to do shit correctly. Um, Jimbo, the starting left tackle down there at AM is trey Zun. he's from fort collins he's one of my guys he's a good good player great kid um i feel for him right now because this roster is way too loaded and way too athletic and way too fast to be this shitty so that he i i don't know if they're just not listening to jimbo if they're not doing their jobs if the offensive scheme is just so bad that they can't score over 24 points in a game because their defense is real. They play hard on, on that record side. So, I'm, uh, I am I listened to that, and it seems like Jimbo's trying to save his job. Like, talking about all the places he's been and all the players he's recruited. Like, trust and truth is what recruiting's about? Dog, what, do we look like a bunch of fucking idiots? You're actually going to expect the entire country to, ex- to just accept that you think trust and truth is recruiting? That ain't shit. That has nothing to do with recruiting. Coaches lie like crazy, and they have to. This is recruiting. This isn't the, like they're trying to find kids. You can't, you're can't. you not just going to walk in and be like, oh, well, you suck. I sure am glad I came to see you. No, you're going to be cordial with everybody, and that means you're going to lie to them. On top of that, it's all money-based now, and Texas AM has a lot of money, which means you can get a lot of recruits. I mean, if you want to really recruit, come be the coach in Boulder where you don't have any money, and you actually have to go recruit kids the old school way. So, come try that that trust and truth fucking recruiting ploy at a team that doesn't have a $40 million slush fund for recruiting. And hey, then we'll talk.
1: He hasn't had a good quarterback, though, dog, in my opinion. Like, well, that's Kellen his fault. That's his fault okay. for recruiting scrubs. Yeah, like, Kellen Mond was okay. Like, fuck, you know, he didn't have Johnny Manziel. That was Sumlin. I mean, like, he hasn't had anyone at AM to really – stand out to me like how are you not recruiting quarterbacks if you're the quarterback whisperer well i mean he
3: did he recruited guys they were just all they were all highly recruited they just all were shitty like the the king the king kid was a five-star recruit and he can't fucking throw the ball 15 feet like he it looks like he's shot putting it so again this is kind of my i'm gonna bring this up again in colorado we've got three or four guys that are division one power five kids that are just overlooked because they don't meet the coaching scale fucking chart or whatever, which I think is ridiculous. So the quarterback position is an art form. And just because you have five stars next to your name in high school, doesn't mean you're going to be shit in college. So it's a leadership position as well. And I think coaches need to evaluate that more than just the stars thing. One of the reasons I think that college football is so, so good. And there's so much parity is because of the stars. Like, all these coaches put so much effort into trying to bag five, four, and three-star kids that they neglect all these other kids that can really play. And those kids go to smaller schools and end up walking into fucking Texas A&M from out state and winning. Matt, stars get coaches fired. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, you go out and try and recruit nothing but stars at anywhere but like Alabama, and you're fucking loot, You're going to get fired, period like you have at some point you have to develop your roster with guys who actually like to play football not guys who just want to get ranked I agree I agree
1: uh Chase Claypool could uh rumor he might be headed to the Titans uh as early as uh today or tomorrow uh interesting uh also trade deadlines coming on man I want to ask you about your trade deadline experiences and what you think the NFL trade deadline is going to be this year because November first is the deadline. The Panthers got the action, in my opinion, when trading Christian McCaffrey away. They traded. Uh, they got rid of fucking Robbie uh, Anderson shitbird ass. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there. Do you do you see like, do you see Matt Ryan actually being traded during the season?
3: No, I think that he's his career's done. I think they'll. He's on IR anyway. Um, I, I look the trade deadline now in the NFL, at least people are being traded back in the day. They didn't used to trade fucking anybody. It was like, maybe one guy gets traded every other year and it's minimal. Now you're seeing big moves. You saw Vaughn move last year. You've already seen McCaffrey move this year. I think that if the Broncos lose on Sunday, I think you'll see Chubb and Judy both move from Denver um, to first round picks way to build your team. So, I think that anybody that's underachieving this year is going to be a seller to accumulate draft picks and so they can be a buyer down the road. Um, Philadelphia getting Robert Quinn for a fourth rounder is a steal. I mean, I know he hasn't been producing this year, but he had 19 and a half sacks last year, so he didn't just forget how to pass rush. And when you put him with all those freaks Philly has, you can't double team him anymore, so now he's going to eat. Um, So it's all about You know, these quality teams trying to load up the coffers for a run. And Philly's making moves. San Francisco's making moves. You know, not everybody's going to make them. But at the same time, the good teams are going to try and fortify right now. And I'm glad they do because I know draft picks are valuable. But when you are in a – like last year, when you give up two – draft picks for Vaughn Miller in the middle of the season. And then he goes on a run on the playoffs and tears up everybody and helps you win the super bowl and has six sacks in the playoffs and two in the super bowl. That's worth the two draft picks. Even if he does leave, cause you just got a trophy. You just got a fucking ring. You know what I'm saying? So even if he does leave and he was only there as a hired gun, well, that's why you hire mercenaries to go kill motherfuckers. Here's your money. And then he moves on to the next place to go kill motherfucker. So I don't care about the mercenary aspect of it. In fact, I think that the rules allow you to play that game. So why wouldn't you? I mean, I would if I was if I was any of the contending teams, any of them, if I'm fucking Buffalo, you can never have too much pass rushers. So if I'm Buffalo, if I'm Philly, who already have added Quinn, if I'm San Francisco, any of these teams that are trying to compete. I'm I'm calling about Bradley Chubb and Judy, and I'm calling about guys around the league that are on struggling teams and saying, yo, how do we get this guy on our roster? What do you want?
1: Hey, I I, I talked about Buddy, uh, wideout coach for the Rams. Um, they like Kareem Hunt uh, to come in there for Cam Akers. They're, they got to get it back. I don't like Kareem Hunt, but uh, I do think he's a good player. I think if you give him the ball, he can be a sufficient back in the league. Um, the Rams are in, in need of a back, in my opinion. There are a few out there at trade deadline. I'm interested. Let, hey, we're gonna bounce around today, Matt. Don't I you have, think?
3: Don't you think it's funny that like everybody discredits running backs, and now nobody can find any? Yeah, I, you know, we're like, we can if, find if, a I fucking running back, back, back anywhere. Back. Oh, okay, well, where are they then?
1: Yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. I think they're just like, there's they're they're not. You know, and I as I know, Jag means just another guy. I think there's so many of those nowadays playing the position in the college level, high school level. They all are these hybrid guys now. They all want to be the guy that goes into the slot, moves in the motion, moves in the slot. We're in empty now. They don't learn nothing about pass pro, Matt. They don't learn nothing about the box no more. I want
3: want a a one back that's going to fucking carry the ball 25 times and fuck you up and make you eat it in the fourth quarter. And he's going for three yards at the beginning of the game. And he's going for 30 in the fourth that can stay in there and run the pass protection. That's also catching the ball. Like if, if you're going to play for me, if I'm the coach, my running back has got to be my best player and he's going to get 30 touches and everything's going to be built around that guy. In my personal opinion.
1: No doubt. Uh, as we move or, move around college, uh, I showed Matt this the other day, Matt almost lost his shit driving in the snow. Uh, Ryan Harson came out and, and gave his ultimatum, and, and it's, it's about redshirt policy at Auburn. And apparently, he's basically said uh, if you refuse to redshirt, we're not redshirting you or allowing you to redshirt. So you either enter the portal or you quit. So here's what's happened since that day, Matt. Defensive tackle Walker, no longer on roster, plans to transfer. Auburn wide receiver plans to enter portal. Former Auburn starting wide receiver enters portal. Like, dog, this has already happened since I showed you this the other day. Apparently. Well, what did he expect to happen? There's there's two things going here, Matt. And and I wanna I, I know I mentioned to you and I told you some inside sources that have break told me some things, and you kind of were alarmed by it. And and now I think that you thought about it, you're probably like, well, now I'm probably not alarmed because I know the soft pussies that we deal with. But apparently that across America, there's kids faking injuries so they can get into the portal. And that is now becoming a new thing. So I don't know if Harson's trying to nip that in the butt because he knows he's calling bullshit out and saying, fuck you. You're not going to you're not going to redshirt medical redshirt because I know you're not really injured because I saw you playing intramural basketball last night and dunking. And now you're injured and entering the portal. So fuck you. Quit or get out of here. Uh, I don't know the dynamics. So I'm not gonna put my foot in my mouth, but I know you were quite pissed off about Harson doing that. If it was a legitimate medical red shirt, because I know you were a victim of one of those. Uh, so,
3: so look. If if there's three ways to to view this. Number one, not allowing people to red shirt if you're healthy. Okay, go play. The coach, you get like now. There's a four game rule as well. You can go play in four games and still red shirt, and it's fine. The medical red shirt part of this—if somebody's legitimately hurt and he won't let the medical red shirt, he should be fired on the spot. That's yeah, criminal. Like, that's that's where the fucking rule. Like I broke my leg really bad in college, in training camp, and I medical red shirt and then that's why the fucking rule's there now. That's all the information I had at the beginning of this conversation yesterday, right? And I was like, "What a dick!" No wonder people want to fucking transfer. And then I talked to you again, and it, I didn't. I didn't read the article. We just had spoke, and it was no. These kids are faking injuries. So look, how do I say this in the most constructive way possible? If you're a fucking college football player and you have the audacity to fake a goddamn injury just so your little soft bitch ass can leave and and go somewhere else to fake an injury again and act like somebody's screwing you over. Bro, you are the epitome of a coward. Like there's not there's I can't come up with a worse word to call you other than a, a nutless coward. So any anybody, I don't care if you're a pro, if you fake an injury to get anything, you're a nutless piece of shit. And and to be completely honest with you, it's like the, the you might as well be the cameraman that Devontae Adams pushed or the cameraman that Rodman kicked. Like, those guys weren't really hurt. They just yucked it up, and they played into our soft society and got paid. Well, as a college athlete, if the only way that you think you can get out of a situation is to fake an injury so you can leave, why would anybody want to pick you up on that? Like, like in the transfer portal, based on that,
1: but why man, would I want are, you no. on my team? But we are, though. That's the problem. That's where I want to get to this point. Why
3: are these coaches taking them? Well, like, are they? I don't. I just see everybody going to the portal. I haven't seen anybody get picked up yet. Well, what I'm saying is, though, like,
1: let me ask you this. I see an a, a O-lineman entered the portal after last season ended the next day from Nevada, okay, from the University of Nevada. Very average at best. Uh, I didn't even want to take him to Indy. He he, he goes to Nevada. Uh, he didn't play for me. He, play, he goes to Nevada, enters the portal the day after the portal. I have access to the portal, and I got buddies that were that were hitting me up about him, And I go, he goes, coach, within 10 minutes, because you know these D1s now have coaches now responsible for the portal access and who's in it and who's not. So they're looking at whoever goes in the portal right away. They're contacting them. Or they're getting them to the head coach. Can we offer them? Woo, woo, woo. Matt, this dude had 32 offers within 10 minutes yep. of entering the portal at the University of Nevada, a 6'2, 295 pound wobble body center who was not very good and had 32 offers to go to other Division ones.
3: It's and, rampant. And it's, he's la- a it's lazy coaching.
0: He's it's, a like, it's like.
3: It's, it's the same the same fucking problem that is rampant in college football right now with mass offering. It, I run into it constantly. Like You'll have a kid who's a 100% percent D one Power 5 player, and he doesn't get offered for a while, and everyone's like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to be first. And then somebody takes a chance and offers him, and he gets 12 offers the next day. And I'm like, you fucking guys didn't evaluate this kid. You just saw somebody else offer him. And you're like, oh, well, shit, I guess I should offer him now that somebody else offered him. So as an evaluator and as a coach, do you have anything you stand on whatsoever? Do you want to be independent from all this bullshit and hypocrisy? Or do you want to recruit like everyone else does? This is exactly why there there's so many misses and so many kids that are great at 1AA and D2 levels. Because coaches don't fucking recruit. They don't evaluate. They don't watch film. They don't really do their jobs. They're lazy as fuck. And then they sit around, and they're like, oh, well, there's no kids in the state to recruit. And that's bullshit. There's kids all over the country that are good enough to play that are overlooked every year because of stars and lazy coaching and mass offering. And this is a huge, this is another example of it. If I, I don't know why I thought it would be any different, but essentially now that a kid's played some, some in college somewhere just because of whatever reason, now all of a sudden he's a better prospect than a high school kid that's bigger, stronger, and faster. It just, it, it reeks laziness to me. The transfer portal is making it even easier for everybody to be lazy. I always love when I hear this like, oh, coaching, such a hard job. Yeah, from an hour's perspective, it's a lot of hours. It is. But get the fuck out of here. It's a hard job. I mean, come on, man. Social media and the internet have made this job so fucking easy compared to what it used to be, dog. You know how many VHS tapes I had to send back in the day? You know how many DVDs I had to send back in the day? I had like a fucking fund for mail and stamps in high school with my parents to go fucking send film and send like letter, handwritten letters and typed out letters to coaches and shit. When we had dial up internet and fucking highlight tapes were like, how do I, how do I get all this on a fucking VHS tape and send, oh my God, we can burn a DVD. How do I do that? Now all you got to do is go on huddle pop 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 put your highlights in add your stupid fucking music and send it to a coach. And the coach is sitting there like, "Oh, I like this one. I like this one. Does this kid have any offers? Oh, he got offered by Toledo? Yeah, cool. We can offer him. Toledo's good." Like, "What? That's how we're offering? Children? That's how we're offering players now?" So, I uh if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of fired up about this. I think it's a detrimental part of the game and it's it's terrible. So, wait. You
1: had fucking DVDs, motherfucker? I oh, you know VHS, it. Yes, homie. I had to go fucking VHS and to meld them off.
3: Yeah, I'm telling you, I had I had VHS tapes all through high school, right? And then, like, I remember my senior year of high school, like, the DVD phenomenon came out where, like, you could, or the CD phenomenon where you could burn CDs and shit, right? Where you could burn, like, shit onto a DVD. Look, I got downloaded for, certain, uh, for, uh. I got sued for downloading music in college, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, but hey. I used to have to take like 30 of them and send and send them in the mail, you know. And it's like a buck 50 each, but it would go to the coaches and they would see it. But I'm saying, like a coach, can you imagine how much mail they got back in the day and how much they had to like wade through? And now they usually have somebody to do it for them they've got an assistant. Back in the day, I don't remember any of my assistant coaches ever having assistants. And now every assistant coach has an assistant at a power five level, at least. And and I I just think that it's become so easy to see prospects now that they've become ultra lazy. And they refuse to really dig and find players, which is one of the main reasons I think that, you know, some of these coaches that kind of recruit outside the mold of 247 and rivals are so successful. Hey, you saw
1: that meme I just put up? Who's who's responsible for this Lakers blame right here? Out of these three guys, do you blame any of those guys or?
3: I, you- I I mean I blame I blame LeBron and AD. I just watched LeBron and AD win a fucking title, and then you're this goddamn bad now. Last look, bro. Last night I I was you know obviously I wanted the Nuggets to win. I'm glad they did, but. Watching LeBron struggle the way he is is sad. It's sad. I mean, I don't know who your all-time starting five is, but he's on mine. And right now I'm questioning taking him off of my all-time starting five based on what I see. Oh, he was he's not even in my he, fucking will now. Bro, he team. is he is so terrible right now. And they're shooting twenty-two percent from beyond the arc, which is the worst number in NBA history. And I just, I'm very, very, very confused on what the fuck LeBron James is doing with his legacy. What is this cornhusker bullshit you just put up on on TV? I have
1: what no are idea. I did not do that. I don't Get know. Get rid where of that
3: communist shit. No uh, one wants to see that. Go, buffs. I have
1: no idea what the fuck, <laughs> motherfuckers throwing Nebraska shit up during the show and shit.
3: So uh, I, I, uh, I, I look. I love, I love watching LeBron. He's a great player, but. I uh I saw this, I saw this meme the other day and it made me think. But like the the best team in Michael Jordan's era was who? The Bulls, right?
1: Detroit Pistons.
3: <laughs> Come on, dog. Uh, so okay. Oh, so in
0: awesome the eighties, the time okay. Time out,
3: time, out, time out. In the eighties, the best team was who? Pistons. Celtics, Lakers, or Pistons, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're talking about? I thought you meant just with Jordan. Yeah, the
3: Celtics. No, no, no. no. Like I'm saying, in the yeah. 80s, it was Celtics, yeah. Lakers, Pistons, right? Yeah. The Bulls yeah. came on at the end when Mike figured it out. The 90s was all Bulls and the Rockets in the middle when Mike left, right? The, the, the Lakers, and essentially Lakers 90s, were the Lakers, right? Shaq, yeah. Shaq, and Kobe, and then Kobe and Pop. Yeah. And then after that, it didn't go to LeBron, it went to Steph. Yeah. Golden State's the other, Golden State's the fucking next dynasty. Not, LeBron might be able to say that Miami was a dynasty, I guess, but I don't know, man. There's just, I don't, when I think about LeBron, I don't think about him being on, you know, the best teams and being on a dynasty and, and running people. I, I feel like I look at him and I go, man, imagine if you could have figured out a way to be seven and three in those finals instead of four and six. That's so what i
1: though. I don't, I- LeBron ain't even in my top fucking I, dude. I, I'm, and this is another Troy Aikman take you're gonna go shit on. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I,
3: I, I if starting fives are are all relevant or all relative when yeah, it comes to individuals. LeBron's
1: not even in my wheelhouse, man. And everyone in this deal knows I feel that way. Like I'm oh, okay. You're basketball.
3: you're an educated basketball guy. Who's your five?
1: Uh Kareem, uh, Jordan, Kobe,
3: Magic, and Bird. Kareem, Jordan, Kobe, Magic, and Bird. Pretty fucking good.
1: Yeah, that's that's it's my idea. uh And then and then uh, and then if we did a bench, by the way, if we did a bench, I would still have to have the most dominant ball demanding center of all time. Shaquille O'Neal would be my guy coming off the bench. I would yep. I would I would have uh I would have other guys on there that were like defending type of guys, obviously too. Uh, Pippin would probably be on my all 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 bench team. Like Pippin would have to be in there. I don't even know if I wouldn't
3: take Rodman in there. Like that's how a- Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Rodman cuz he'd be on my five. My five would be more my five would be Shaq, the big fundamental Tim Duncan, Rodman. I put Rodman at the small because he can guard anybody. We can put him on a center, on a power, on a small, on a guard. Rodman at the at the at the small. I don't need him to shoot. And then uh Jordan and fucking Chef Curry.
1: Yeah, see I I I've seen Kobe Make Steph Curry cry.
3: Oh, yeah, I know. But I, I like a pure point.
1: I, I know. I'm just saying, though, like, that's why when you talk about these people, like, I, I get in these arguments all the time. Like, people don't want to argue. They, they always want to talk about players. But you have to, even though me and you hate to talk about the generation and the era.
3: Oh, I love talking about that because shit.
1: Because in that era, basketball was only man. There was no zone allowed, number one. You could not play zone defense. And – the fouling nowadays
3: is is terrible.
1: If I if I if I fucking whisper in your ear, it's a fucking flagrant
3: two, yep. and it's a twenty Bad. minute review. Yep. And back in the day when I was growing up, if there was no blood, there was no foul. So, and look, I love Kobe. He's Kobe's probably my second favorite player of all time. I can't put him on my starting five because I don't think Kobe and Jordan could be on the same team together. I think they would I think that they would fucking rip each other apart
1: <laughs> see I think they could though because I think both of them are so chasing greatness that they wouldn't give a fuck about it even though they both could be alpha egotistical cats
0: really
3: but
1: now where you have a LeBron and, and Russell Westbrook who are both shitty fucking shooters and don't know how to make anyone better.
3: For the most part, LeBron makes you better, I, I guess. Mean, Le- LeBron, LeBron, 100%. LeBron, might be. LeBron
1: makes you better, but well, I, think I don't the, know the, if he the does the anymore. Comparison,
3: the comparison to Magic is more fair with LeBron than it is to Mike. Like, um, I wish people were more educated on this, and they were like, okay, LeBron's a six eight Magic Johnson like with handles, and he he's really good going to the cup, and he's not the best shooter. Magic wasn't a great shooter. He wasn't fucking out there draining threes. But Toby. And Mike are like symbiotic dog. Kobe looks like Mike when he fadeaway jumps. His back, his back to the basket game looks just like Mike. You know, I, he's always said that he tried to mimic his game after Michael. And he's smart. Why the fuck wouldn't you want to? I so, know. I, I don't know, man. I I just I wish I was better at basketball because it's such a pure fucking sport. I love it so much. Uh, I don't know how those guys do what they do, but I will say this: the best player in the fucking world his name Nikola Jokic and he's in Denver so remember that shit right there. That motherfucker is nah, a bad man.
0: He's over
1: Giannis right now. Giannis oh, is he's, a, he's a bad man too.
3: Yeah, God, Giannis is fuck, a freak,
1: good. I think Giannis is uh unbelievable right now. He scored hey, so 40. Do you do you twice. think that
3: the international players have taken over the American players? So if, if you look at it Nikola, Giannis football. and Luka are all Europeans. Yeah, small scale. Like, individually, then, there's a few, but I don't know if you could still beat
1: America. We got John Morant
3: and fucking Steph and all these other dudes, too, so. Yeah,
1: but I don't know if you could beat America in a game. I just think, individually, you may have some of the top five players right now. So,
3: if you did America against the world, do you think the world would beat the American team? No. Even if the, the world team is Nikola, Giannis, Luca, and whoever else you want to go get, Against the who would be the American top five right now would be Steph, Ja, KD, KD LeBron,
1: LeBron. You still got Anthony you still Davis. Got, you still got if you want to play bitch ass Kyrie. You still got the best ball handlers. You still got yeah, you do. Best, you still got. You still have too many mismatches, dog. Like the the, the, yeah. the there's no there's no, guard there's no depth
3: or, on the international team. They can't uh, rotate people in.
1: They don't have any 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 ball handlers
3: at all. Luca can ball handle a little bit. Luca, it's it's weird watching watching Luca and Nikola. They don't look like athletes, but they sure do move. They sure do have fucking move.
1: Get the ball out of his hand, and then who you giving it to? uh, Giannis in the post. That's all he has. He can't shoot. So like you, and then and then Joker. I mean, you you know, what's he gonna do? I mean, I don't know. I think I think. There's three or four dominant Europeans. I don't know if they can beat America in a game. I don't think they have enough ball handling or shooting, but
3: um, How about tonight's game before I get off here?
1: Yeah, let's break this down. Two-minute drill. Uh I I think the Bucs are gonna win. I think my keys to this Bucks and Ravens win, uh, because they have to. Just like I picked the Lakers last night. It may fuck me again. But they have to at some point, Matt. Like when do when do when do the Packers and the Bucks uh just, what, are they done? Is that what well, you're telling me? Because if they don't win tonight, and if the Packers don't beat Buffalo, which is a tall order, which I still think they're going to do because I think they have to, they're done, Matt. They're done.
3: Well, if Tampa and if Tampa and Green Bay both were, win this week, then they, they'll probably write their seasons. If they both lose, though, I don't think they're out of it. The quarterbacks are too good. I think people talking about Tom Brady being washed, I think he's going to play pissed off. I think the people talking about Aaron Rodgers not being a leader, I think he's going to play pissed off. Um, but going to Buffalo, and then where's the Tampa game? Is it in Tampa or Baltimore?
1: Uh, It's in Baltimore. No, it's in Tampa.
3: So then Baltimore's got to go to Tampa. I would expect – I would take Tampa tonight. I'd probably take Tampa and Green Bay, honestly. And I know everybody thinks Green Bay is going to go get ran in Buffalo, and they might, uh, but – when your back's against the wall, people tend, tend to play a little bit different in the NFL. So Let me give you some stats I wouldn't be surprised quick. if the Broncos win this weekend too.
1: I know. Let me give you some data real quick before you get out of here in a minute. Tom Brady, first of all, is trying to avoid his first three-game losing streak only for the second time in 20 years. Uh, the Bucks also are in a battle for the division lead. And the Bucks, however, have left guard Luke Gedke. Defensive back Antoine Winfield Jr., corner Carlton Davis, and tight end Cam Braid are all out tonight, along with Gage. So if I'm, I'm just giving you that information so you can uh make another decision. I still gotta roll with the Bucks though, because I just think they're in a no loot. They can't lose this well, that, game.
3: that defense needs to go out tonight and really fucking handle it. They need to go out and hold yeah. Baltimore to 14 points and let let Tom cook. So
1: that's what I think is going to happen. That's yeah, what I think is well, going to happen.
3: We'll see. Uh, that's what we'll
1: see. Uh, I'll look forward to your videos tonight. And, uh, and and I got a bunch of more NFL films. So once we get it all in, we'll figure out what we're going to do. And uh, we'll get it.
3: together. All right, brother. Stay warm out there in sunny California. Peace. Hey, be safe out in the snow, man. Later. Later.
1: Uh, gotta love him. Matt comes in with the fire. Uh, we're going to break this uh, Ravens. Bucks game down in the next hour. I got it solo dolo. Uh, we've had a lot of good conversations, a lot of good topics. If you guys want to ask a question, shoot it in the discussion down the bottom and uh, let me know. And, uh, hey, I'll be back in three minutes. Take a piss. Give me a coffee. And I got an hour solo dolo. Pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. I don't go nowhere. Peace. All right. Give me your Matt Rule to uh, take because it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to hear it, especially as you're headed to Boulder.
3: So I'm, I'm in Boulder now. I'm about to pull up to the facility. I'll hop off the show this morning about 8.20 to go into this meeting. Um, look, Matt Rule has been a program builder in college at Temple. He took over a terrible Temple team. They had 10 or 11 wins when he left at nationally ranked, ass-kicking NFL players. He took over a bad Baylor team after the Bryles controversy, um, whatever happened there and turned that around and took him to double-digit wins multiple times and then jumped to the NFL. So, if I'm Rick George up here in Boulder, uh, I, I like the intern Mike Sanford. He, he'll be a good offensive coordinator, you know, if, if Rule was to get hired here. If he can turn things around and win a couple games here to to get things going in Boulder, and I think they can. They're college kids. They can turn it around quick. Uh, maybe he is the key I don't know but when Matt Rule is out there and he's had a track record of doing this and building programs that's exactly what CU needs it's exactly what they need is that kind of coach right now that has established recruiting connections that's done it already that knows the blueprints and that honestly you know has tried and dipped his toes in the, the NFL coaching pool and you know, it didn't treat him very well. He was 11-27, and, and that's not a knock on him necessarily. You know, it's the, the NFL is a different animal. It's not like coaching in college. So, you know, it, Pete Carroll always used to say before he did go to the NFL, uh, you know, why would I go to the league where I can only have one first-round draft pick a year when I can be at SC and recruit 10? So, you know, Matt Rule can kind of look at this and – Step back and, and look at this as another opportunity for him to come do what he does, which is build and then hopefully prosper wherever he goes. Auburn is probably going to open up. I don't see Brian Harson staying there. That's another name. Colorado could kind of pick up Auburn scraps. Well, Harson's got a lot of West Coast connections being at Boise State, and Matt Rule could easily end up at Auburn as well. So I just think that, you know, with all the struggles CU's gone through trying to find a coach since they fired Gary Barnett way back in the day um, and trying to find some consistency of that position, this might be that guy. So I'm excited about the, the opportunity for him to at least, you know, be interviewed and see what happens there. But you know, he's going to get a huge bag from Carolina. He signed a seven year contract, bro. Like his agent should win fucking agent of the year every year for the next seven years for that deal. Cause coaches got money is all guaranteed. So, Get Matt Rule a seven-year contract and to get fired in halfway through your third year, and that's four and a half years now of him just collecting a fucking bag, and for being shitty. So you know it's it's uh it's 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 weird. So I think he could come back to college and be a really really good coach and asset for whoever does hire him. So I mean we'll see. I'll have a better understanding what things are are looking like up here in Boulder after I get done with this meeting today. That's for damn sure.
1: All right, all right, all right. I got to share this with you. Um, somebody sent me something here. Um, this is the new Oklahoma drill, by the way. Holy shit the trolls are in here um ah oh, dude i just don't know how to watch i don't know if i can watch football no more like this i don't know if i can keep watching it dog this is bad football bad softness bad 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 that is the new oklahoma drill motherfuckers backflipping in pink fucking cleats that is what it is dog I wish, if I got a job tomorrow, I'd fucking board drill. We'd be board drilling. We'd go fucking straight to board
0: drills.
1: (laughs) Holy shit, dog. It's fucking unbelievable, man. I really don't understand it. I do not understand it. Um, Can't wait to break down some... uh, Tom Brady, when I get the film in, so I can really show you that there's a difference. I'm going to have all that here shortly. By next Monday, we'll have a new film. Uh, We have it actually now, but it's not in the system yet. Uh, Let's get into this this Ravens game. I want to show you some what Lamar has to do to succeed. Um, And I got some film, obviously, on Lamar. New film, a bunch of new film, but I want to get into what he has to do to succeed because he has to do something different in the second half. And we keep talking about Roman and how Roman is not the guy. And I'm just sitting there like, dog, you realize that. Roman is running a offense that is conducive to what Lamar Jackson can operate and run. You do understand this, right? I just want to be clear. This is what Lamar Jackson can do. (laughs) That is what he does. Like, he can't do anything else. Like, you do understand that, right? He's not a guy to just drop back and throw the football around the fucking park. So I just want to be clear with you. That is what he can do. So I want to get into a little bit of Lamar before I break this game down tonight. And let me see if I can make this screen even bigger, okay? Let's see. There we go. All right. Um let me get into a little bit of this. Uh A little bear diamond front. We call this a diamond, by the way. I want to show coach the football up a little bit. This is we're not gonna talk too much, but one, two, three, nose guard, four, five, right? This is a backer and a backer. We call that a bear front. All right. If this linebacker 55 removes himself, we call it a diamond front because then it's a diamond. And that is why we call those fronts what we call them. Right now, right there, it's now a diamond front. All right. It's a six-man box. Five uh, D tackles, and just right away, the 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 mechanics and the the laziness of the fundamentals is what sticks out to me when it's when I talk about Lamar Jackson. All right, because it's just laissez faire. It's lazy. It's it's really really bad. Look at this guy. I want you to see this throw. What is that? It looks like a ballerina throwing the football off balance. Like, what is that? And he's running forward on a basic RPO off the DN here. They're running a, it's actually double option. They're optioning this DN right here, okay? I just want you to be clear. This is who they're optioning, the defensive end, okay? So if he were to take the back, okay? He takes the back. Then the quarterback pulls it and throws it to this tight end right here. Okay? That is what we got going. So I want to redo that circle. Okay? That is what we got going. I'm so fancy. I could do all kind of shit now, dog, on this thing. Whoo! My goodness. We're going to have a fucking field day with film. All right. So having said that, he crashes down or does he? No, he doesn't. What should have been the... What should have happened? The ball should have been handed off. The running back should have made a play on this guy. Earn your money. Your money is to make this guy tackle you. He's the only unblocked man we can't get. But the ball should have been handed because the read key made you is a give read. It's not a a fucking pull read. If it's a pool read, that means he's down there. So again, we're not doing anything correctly fundamentally. We're just we're just playing football, throwing the guys that wire. Look how many guys are on this motherfucker. It looks like fucking piranha. It looks like piranha on the blood. Like dog. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> how about we give the football? to a box count that we can block. Oh, look at that. One-on-one, dog. One-on-one. And we got action. Everybody's blocked up. But what do I know? That he's going to have to make these reads tonight versus even a better Tampa Bay defense. That is what's going to have to happen for them to have any success tonight in tonight's game, okay? Okay. Here we go. Lamar's lazy. It's a handoff automatically by based off his eyes. We know his eyes are not even involved in anything. So let's look at his eyes. His eyes are in the backfield. That does not fool anyone. That makes everyone a run stopper. His eyes are not fooling anyone. So, Lazy Mechanics hands the football off. And guess what? Now... Everybody's gonna run in like piranha once again. All right, first and ten. Here's the first down. We're in a little three by one, three by two set, empty. We're gonna motion it out. He he snapped the ball at the wrong time. This is Lamar Jackson. He snaps the ball in the middle of the motion. It looks like an absolute clusterfuck. And that's what you get um, when we're running gimmicky shit. Now, coach, this is offensive coordinator's problem. Okay, is it? All right, now, we're on the right hash. Remember yesterday, the the hashes don't matter in the NFL, remember? Well, I think this matters quite a bit. But anyway, uh, we're going to get here. We make a horrible throw to a back in the flat. Let's just give it to him. Give it to him right now, nice and easy. He's having to adjust. Back, shoulder, makes it hard on him. Just throw a nice little floater out here. Why are we throwing that ball so fucking hard at a back in the flat? This is just the little things that make you great and take you from good to becoming great. This is the little shit. Just just pointing it out. You can't make those mistakes tonight against Tampa Bay. So here we go again. We know our eyes are in the backfield. And then he's jerking the football like he wants to pull it. So I'm trying to wonder here. This is what we call cat, okay? This is a F-cat play. What is F-cat, Coach? This is fullback kick all right he's gonna kick out the end the center is gonna wrap for the first color and then the tackle is gonna wrap so center and tackle cat c-a-t get it center and tackle cat with an f our f is our floater fullback we're gonna kick it out great scheme we got numbers here give the football we got a play we got 10 yard play i mean that's just the read you gotta make But we are reading. Well, I don't know if we're reading it, but we're reading an unblocked guy here. We got unblocked guy here. So we must be doing something. But Lamar's eyes sure don't show read. So I don't know what they're doing on that end. But we hand the football off. Boom. That's what we get. So first down again. Get a little three by one set. Toss. All right. We don't care about toss. Uh, I want to just show some three by two again. And empty motion to back to the backfield. Now we're going to run a little boot naked. I just think I think Roman the OC is doing this type of shit with Lamar because this is what Lamar can do. This is what Lamar cannot do. That right there, okay? This is an empty set, 3 by 2. We got double, we got a slant on in the slot. And I'm just curious why he's going there. I don't know why, all right? I don't know why we're going here with the football. We have leverage here. And I can read him, all right? Up here, I got a guy. I don't know what he's doing. One. Two, I got a manned up guy. Three corner. And then I got four as a sneaker who can actually drop here and fuck with me. So why would you go to the two-man side? I have no idea. And then you make a horrible throw into the teeth of the defense. Because, again, where is he throwing it from? Look at this. Look at this backer getting underneath it. He's scared of that backer. He throws it. Bad ball. When in theory, if you read coverage, this is like stilling candy, man. This is like stilling candy. I-, I just have to be honest. This is like stealing candy, okay? I, I gotta be real with you. This is taught my high school kids and that I've coached um, can pick, can run this. I mean, I'm just telling you, Alan, are you in here? Dog, we have numbers. Like, why wouldn't you pick on the off-corner, the off safety? Why? Why wouldn't you take that? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand why and what he's looking at. I don't understand. We're on the left hash. We have filled here. We have room here. And we're throwing a slant to to a cloudy situation. Don't get it. Third down. We got third down. Back to uh, 10 personnel. This is where you want to keep him out of. Now we're in empty. Keep Lamar out of these situations, okay? Keep Lamar out of these situations. Third and 10, since he's running a game, we're bringing the house. We're in zero coverage. We're in match man free. And it. if I was quarterback, I know where I'm going with the football pre-snap. Pre-snap, I know what I'm doing with the football based on the route concept. I know he's in man. I know he's chasing in man. I know he's a free guy. I'm going here with the football. That is who I'm taking with the football every single time because I know the coverage. I don't know what they're doing. We don't know that until the the snap happens. I know pre-snap what he and he is doing. I know I'm throwing the football to this guy unless something happens, right? Watch what occurs here. We're looking for – he has decent time. He doesn't need to escape. He needs to step in the pocket, actually. They run a game. The O-line picks it up very badly. Um, this is a game we should have slid it here. We got a guy on a loop. We don't pick it up. If he if he waits, the corner's turned here. Bad situation. That's where the ball should go. He should be running with the football, and he might score. He might fucking score. So that is where the ball should go. Why? Because it's vacated. We know the coverage. This is not vacated. Third and 10, dog, and you throw a two-yard fucking crosser. That is the problem I have with reading the coverage. And I can't wait to break every single quarterback in the NFL down. We're going to show you my point by the end of this season. I am going to show you how bad quarterback play is across football landscape, not just Lamar Jackson. We're going to show you how bad football is across America because I'm going to break down every quarterback and I'm going to show you how shitty they are because we're not coaching them. We're not fucking. Here we go again. It's another cat play, center and tackle pool. With the floater, now give the football, dog, gas city him, gas him. Good football play. That is a great football play against this front. Against this front, we want a down, down, rap. See, that's what we have numbers for. If you're going to give us this front, we're going to down, down, and we're going to pull the center. And then we're going to take him there and we're going to pull the tackle. We call it cat. That way we could still read this guy and we can get hat for a hat and have numbers. That is what, that is why I'm telling you, Roman does a hell of a job offensively. But you guys just watching Lamar Jackson who don't know football think you know that Roman's doing a horrible job. No, he's not. He's actually doing a fucking unbelievable job, and Lamar is just in an offense that we're making for him because he can't do, he can't make the throws that you want him to make. Now, let me ask you something. See, this is a ball that I would like to see thrown early. This is just a ball I like to see thrown early. We know the coverage. This is a ball that I would like to see thrown right here. Open him up. Make him go get the football. We know we have man. He's not going to get it. Throw the ball right now into this voided area. He has the time right now. Right now. He has a clean pocket. Throw the ball right there. That is what I want to see him do. Open throws. Make him throw guys open. That is not a o- Dog, he's waiting, 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 and then he runs. And now he has to make an ad-lib throw out of bounds. He just wasted fucking 30 yards of his breath running around when he could literally make this throw right now. Throw him open. Right there. Dog, it looks like backyard school football. I'm just telling you right now. It's fucking schoolyard football. He doesn't understand where he's going. He don't know what he's getting. He don't understand the protection. He don't understand, dog. Man, I can't even watch this dog. This is so bad, bro. This is an NFL quarterback that you're gonna. That you want to pay two hundred mil to? I'm not mad at him, too. I think he deserves it because of who he is and what his what his character is, man. And, and if you're gonna pay fucking Deshaun Watson, I think he fucking deserves it. Doesn't mean he's worth it. <laughs> Let's make sure we're clear. Let's make sure we're clear. He deserves the money. He ain't worth the money. <laughs> Let's be honest. Because if he's worth the money, we throw this ball right here, right now. Because if we got off coverage. We know. We know. And I just don't understand. He doesn't grasp concept of, of protection, who we can block, who we cannot block, where my side adjusts are. Hey, Kyler Murray's worse. I'm just telling you. Kyler Murray's even absolutely worse than him. So, and Justin Fields is as worse as all of them. So I'm just telling you, dog, don't just, I'm not just picking on Lamar here. I'm just telling you, this is a thing that's happening every single day in the NFL. And I'm going to break it down by all quarterbacks. And I'm going to show you what quarterbacks, should. every quarterback, I don't give a fuck who they are. Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, wait till you see Derek Carr. I can't wait to show you that scary motherfucker who I showed you a glimpse of yesterday. He can't get out of his own way. He's so scared, he won't stand in the pocket. So just stay in, stay tuned, because I'm going to get into all things quarterbacks here in the next, next few uh, weeks, and especially when me and Sean Salisbury start up Last Chance Q every Tuesday and Thursday. So here we go. We're going to pull the football... And we're going to run 50 yards to gain two yards. (laughs) Uh. Hey, Miami Jit, I've reached out to Lamar. I've reached out to his people. I'm real good friends with T. Martin. I, I, I've i reached out to a few guys I know on that staff. Hey, it is what it is, dog. I said, I, I volunteered my service. I said, I want to see this guy be great. I have volunteered my services so you know. And, like, why are we doing that? Are we a running back or a quarterback? Like, dog, come on, homie. You get hurt. What happens next? Like, dog, that is unbelievable. unfucking believable Oh, fuck, dude. It looks bad, bro. This is this year, by the way. This ain't two years ago film what I was showing them for the last year or so. This is this year. This is week five. <laughs> uh, look at his head and eyes. I'm just telling you, Lamar is 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 is, he don't know what he's looking at. That's the problem. I don't think he knows what he's looking at. I don't agree with the route concepts here based on what Lamar can throw. I do not like the route concepts here. I just don't like it. It's too deep of routes. It's too easy to defend these combo routes up here on the bottom. You know, these right here, this is just too – they're too close together. So who is Lamar reading? If I'm the quarterback guy, I'm going to say, listen, we need to space these guys out so I can get a definitive read key. Fuck, dog. Coaching is bad nowadays. I'm just being honest. But what do I know, man? Um. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get out of that. Let me get out of that shit real quick. Uh, I, I don't know. What do I know? I don't know shit. I don't know shit. Um, coaching is at an all time bad. I'm just telling you right now. Um, it is bad, 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 bad. Um, uh, it's frustrating to watch that shit when you're making millions and coaches are making millions and they're fucking absolutely dog shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I gave you my worst NFL performances last week. The Bucks, the Packers, the Colts, Chargers, and 49ers. Um, I wanted to give you my, my, after week one in the NBA, here's my worst teams in the NBA. The Orlando Magic, they got a couple good rookies, but they're horrible. The Lakers are right at number two. The Nets are at three. The 76ers are one and four. And then the Heat, finally, I think they beat the undefeated Portland Trailblazers last night. So I still have the Heat at five, though. They are a team that uh, is underachieving a bit so far. But the Lakers are unbelievably god-awful. I don't even know if they could beat Orlando, to be honest. But we'll see. I don't know if the Lakers can turn this shit around. I do not know if the Lakers can turn it around. Uh, I don't know. The announcement was me and Sean Salisbury are doing a show every week. I already said it. Um that was the big announcement. It wasn't a big one. I'm just fucking telling you it's an announcement. Me and Sean Salisbury are doing a show called Last Chance Q every Tuesday and Thursday. Breaking down all things football. It'll be members only though and it'll be a separate tier on YouTube and on Patreon. So stay stay tuned to that. NFL coach of the year and I, and the runner up. Let me get into my NFL coach of the year. Um Any coach of the year, um, let me get to, right now I have to give it to Brian Dable, okay? What he's done, what I said he would do before the season started, he has absolutely done. I know who he is. I know what he's about. I told you he's going to have the cats run into a wall for him. He's a guy like me, smokes cigars, chills, fucks with his players, uh, but demands greatness, gets after your ass. That is what a coach should do. That is why I believe he's great for that organization and New York and Daniel Jones. I think I said it for a long time now, but what the fuck do I know? He is my runaway coach of the year. I don't know if it's as runaway as it once was, though, because if Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks have done such a wonderful job, I would have to put Pete Carroll second right now behind Dable and I would have to put Robert Sala third uh, behind Carroll. That is my top three coaches of the year candidates. And if I wanted to do five, I would probably say Vrabel is at four. And I would probably go with the kid with uh, at Minnesota as five. Now, Sirianni undefeated. Everyone's going to say, why is Sirianni not the head coach? Uh, The coach of the year. Listen, the year is a long, long way to go. He had a good year last year already. I think we know he's another guy that people bought into. I like what Sirianni's doing. Um, Right now, I'm talking about coaching of the year candidates that no one really expected. I thought Dable was expected, but I don't know if I thought Sala would be this good. I don't know if I thought the kid in Minnesota would be this good. And I don't know if I thought Vrabel would be this good. I could put Sirianni above Vrabel, and I could also put the dude in Minnesota above Vrabel. So if you wanted to move him in my top five, obviously they would be in my top five if I ended the year today. But as of right now, um, I want to see this Minnesota kid continue to win. And remember, Minnesota had a decent roster. He did not come into a New York Jets situation or a – Bad, bad New York Giant situation and turnaround of organization. This guy left the Rams organization, inherited a pretty fucking legitimate roster, by the way. Like I would not be mad inheriting that offensive roster. <laughs> like I would be I would not be mad at inheriting that Minnesota Viking fucking roster. Would you? Please, would you? No. So um, and I know people are, there's people out there, Sirianni McDermott at Buffalo. I know he's, a, he's, a, he's great. He's doing good. Andy Reed got to be in the discussion. I mean, Andy Reed, people thought they were going to be shitty this year. Me is being one of them. Uh, I'm still waiting to see what they do in the long run. But right now I think Andy Reed has exceeded my expectations with the roster they have. It goes to show in the NFL, if you can get your quarterback to throw on time, run the football efficiently, you can win football games the chiefs are winning games that i thought they probably wouldn't be winning at this point so we'll see can they maintain that let's on transition to the mvp let's transfer over to the mvp um MVP race right now. I don't know who you guys is MVP let's give me your top five dog give me your top five I I don't know what your MVP race is right now um but I w- I, w- I would want to hear your top five MVP candidates right now. For me I'm gonna tell you right now Joe Burrow is climbing into the discussion right in front of our very eyes. For the first three weeks, you guys all said Lamar Jackson was a runaway MVP. I said, pump your brakes, calm the fuck down. Lamar Jackson's not even in the mix anymore. Um, So we are going to see addition and subtraction all season long. So please calm down on the MVP race. But do you put Geno Smith in the conversation? Do you put Burrow back in it already? And who else is in it besides Allen and Mahomes? Okay, we know the obvious, Allen Mahomes, but who is someone that's really seriously involved right now that no one thought they would be in the mix? The conversation, and I believe that's Geno Smith. A, I believe you have to throw Saquon Barkley in the mix. B, B, For what he's done with the Giants. And as as he goes. That team goes right now. You know me. I think he's a bleeder. I was like dude. This guy's probably done. And he is making me eat crow this year. So hopefully he's healthy. And can win. uh, And continue to do well. I never wish for anyone's demise. I do just call it how it is. And he's been a bleeder for two years in a row. And running back. It's hard to recover from. So I'm glad to see him doing well. I hope he can continue it. But. The odds are that he won't. That's just the odds and the stats. If you guys are so stat that heavy, that is what the odds say. So, my MVP right now, uh, you know, I would have to say Allen because he beat Mahomes. Um, he would be my front runner. I'm going to move in Geno Smith and Burrow in my top three. Mahomes would probably be four, and Sa- Saquon Barkley would probably be five. That would be mine right now. But you know a quarterback's going to win it. That is what it is. Just like the Heisman Trophy winner, it's a quarterback every year. And it is what it is. So, But Gino's been doing great for having that a lot. And he's, Medcalf's hurt now. I don't know what happens there. Nah, Daniel Jones isn't an MVP, though. Like, he's not an MVP, dog. He's got four fourth-quarter comebacks. He leads the NFL in that category. Uh, that's good, but he's not an MVP. Uh, you know, I never said he would be either. I said he's going to have his best year. I said Dable's going to get him to win football games, and they're going to win seven games. Now I'm thinking they're going to win nine or ten. But at that same same breath, Daniel's not an MVP. Say Quan Barkley is an MVP. Daniel Jones, uh, without say Quan, right now, uh, They're probably a three-win football team. So I got to be honest. Um, Defensive player of the year. Is it Micah Parsons? Is it Sauce Gardner? Or is Sauce Gardner rookie of the year? I don't know. Max Crosby could be in the mix of the defensive player of the year. Love Max. He's been on this show. Uh, I think Max can be in the running. Uh Sauce Gardner dog, he either is maybe the rookie of the year since Brees Hall got hurt. I think Brees Hall would have got it. He got hurt. Now it's either the running back up in Seattle or Sauce Gardner. I think those two are or gotta be in the mix. I don't know if Olave's done enough. I don't know if um you can really put any these other young quarterbacks have no shot. So so really to me it becomes down it comes down to Sauce Gardner. It comes down to uh, the running back in Seattle uh, for the Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, though. Micah Parsons started off like a barn burner. I, he's still playing well. Um, defensive Player of the Year, you got a lot of people. Max Crosby's having a hell of a year. You have Chris Jones, the D tackle for Kansas City. No one's talking about it. He's having a much better year than Aaron Donald, by the way. So he's balling. Um there are a lot, a lot, a lot of good defensive players right now playing that are active. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting down the stretch. Who becomes a defensive player of the year? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there right now. Um, Bradley Chubb could be an a, a MVP candidate. Uh at least an offensive player of the year candidate if he was on a better team uh what a dumpster fire that that cleveland brown scenario is i think i think kareem hunt gets traded before bradley chubb i could be wrong i could be wrong but i think i think hunt who i call cunt gets traded before bradley chubb that's my opinion um but who's your rookie of the year I don't know. Your rookie of the year has got to be Sauce Gardner or the running back Walker uh, in Seattle, in my opinion. That's where it's coming down to, in my opinion, I think. Um, but I could be wrong. Um let me ask you guys something real fast. Uh, as I head into my post snap breed segment of this show, brought to you by Canadips CBD.com. Check it out. Um snap Breed. Uh, we're gonna get into it. If I had asked the question, we got these two young quarterbacks, Daniel Jones. Uh, we got Zach Wilson in, the, in New York, Jets and Giants, respectively. Time will tell. Only one of them can be the king of New York. All right? There's only going to be one. And if it's going to be a quarterback, who is it? It depends on the season they're having. It depends on who wins and has a better season, in my opinion. But are either one of these guys worthy of being called the king of New York like Joe Namath once was? I don't know. I don't know if they have it in them. Like Daniel Jones, I don't know if has the swag. Zach is fucking moms. I don't know if that is going to get him over the top. He could have a little Joe Namath in him. Uh, Who's the better quarterback and which team is in better position to have long-term success? I think... They're both intriguing, man. The Jets did a hell of a job in the in the in the draft. The Giants have a really really uh surprisingly good defense. It's crazy how a coach can come in and get you to run through a wall and change the whole dynamic from what Joe Judge did, which was absolute dog shit with a similar roster. This roster is not completely overhauled, by the way. This is a very similar roster than to what Joe Judge just had in there, in that fucking place. And now you're six and one. Like, come on, dog. Like, don't talk to me about culture not being a huge determinant on outcomes in the football world of uh, landscape. Like college, high school, pro, culture. Number one, number one, definitive outcome, result oriented, result business culture. That's what you got to go by. Culture is the single largest determinant in an outcome of a football program. That's my personal opinion. They lost Shepard. Yeah, they lost Shepard. They don't use Galladay. He's a $70 million bust. They're going to have to grab a receiver at the trade deadline. I think the I think. I think the Giants are in the state sweepstakes for some receivers, uh, just like the Packers need one, just like uh, a couple of these other teams need one. I think the Titans need one. Um, there are some teams that need receivers in a bad, bad way. I believe the Giants, the Bears, the Packers. I don't know. That's a good segue to conversation. Um, who is in need of a wideout the most? I would have to say the Packers would lead that parade for me because Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all these guys. Aaron Rodgers needs a wideout. Like, come on, man. Um, You got to have a wideout with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, that's my – seriously, that's like – come on, man. You have to have a fucking receiver with the best quarterback – ball spinner of all time, right? So can we get him a fucking receiver? I don't know who's out there. OBJ, I've heard all these different things. We got to get him a receiver. I don't know. Um, Eric said, as someone who played high school and off and, uh, off and on and coaches youth, how can you tell from the outside what is the fault of head coach versus coordinator versus position coach. All right. So it's all the head coach. It's always the head coach. It will always be the head coach, regardless of all the excuses people make. It is the head coach who is the CEO, the owner, the leader, the manager, the GM, all that in one. You are the only one on that staff that is accountable for everything. Everyone else is responsible. You are accountable. So Having said that, if your offensive coordinator is shitty, then you know that he's shitty. It's on you at the end of the day. Nobody gives a fuck about what the offensive coordinator does. The head coach is the one getting fired. The offensive coordinator is the one getting hired. Just remember, that's how this shit goes. This shit rolls downhill. The head coach gets fired. All you guys get hired. That is a Dick Mill thing that I learned years ago. Um, I hire you. But yet I get fired and you guys all keep your job through June. That's just how it works. I'm fired on the spot. You guys keep your jobs. So understand that is a real thing. Now, having said that, um, I would say the Packers need to white out most urgently. I think secondly, I would say the Giants, because of the track and the 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 path they're on, which is spiraling upwards to be a fucking legit contender in this thing. They got to go get a wide out. And I would say thirdly, the the, the team that needs it the most, I would say the bears dog, but the bears ain't going to get them the fucking ball anyway. And I would also say the Ravens, but the Ravens aren't going to get them the ball anyway. So if you got receivers out there, and you're going to have to go to Baltimore or the Bears, what receivers do you think are just trying to claw and scrap and just pray to go to Baltimore? <laughs> do you really think that there's receivers trying to go play with Lamar? Please. I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, man. The Packers, dog, are just blowing my mind with shit they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if Claypool's a guy. I think he's a little overrated myself. I'm not a Claypool fan. Um, there's other guys out there that I would go after if I was the Packers and, 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 and management. Um, Judy's a shitbird, though. I, I've heard everything about Judy being a shitbird. So... You know, do you want to bring a shit bird in there? I don't know. He won't be in it long. He won't be in the fucking league long, dude. He'll be another idiot. Yeah, I did hear the Titans are shopping around for Claypool. Um, you know why, though, right? Claypool fits that offense much better than he does a Green Bay offense. Think about it, Hector. Claypool is a slower, bigger body receiver who can, he could stretch it because he's a bigger body, but he's not a 4 3 guy who's going to blow the top off. He's a guy that's going to run some curls. You can run play action and hit him over the middle. You can run some RPOs, get a big body of slant. And it fits their offense based on the run game. Derrick Henry, pound, pound, pound. Tanny Hill's a guy that can throw RPOs and quick game. He's not a guy that's going to dissect your coverage. So get him a big body like Claypool. That is what fits Tennessee at this moment. Much different than Green Bay, who has a guy out there with a hair trigger, quick release, throwing it all over the park in Aaron Rodgers. You don't have that receiver needs to be OBJ, a Judy, uh, you know, some people like that. That's why Devontae Adams and him were so great. You gotta have that type of guy. Um Claypool don't fit Green Bay, in my opinion, unless they just got a bunch of guys hurt. So I don't know uh, I, I think there's other things but there's not nobody clawing and scrapping trying to go into going in, going on over to fucking uh, Baltimore who the fuck wants to play in Baltimore so they can get the ball thrown 16 times in a game 16 times in a football game in the NFL dog um Lincoln High the home of Terrell Davis Marcus Allen great 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 players down there in San Diego Lincoln High School Um, yeah I know my shit dog um Aaron needs a coach I don't know Deshaun Deshaun Jackson is he playing tonight is anybody putting him in in your draft king Hector You got any draft? You got any uh, DFS picks for tonight? Uh, We got a few minutes here. Uh, You know, curious. Come on, seattle.org. What do you mean, why are they doing so bad? Have you seen? Did we just talk about Green Bay not having no fucking receivers? Where have you been, homie? Have you been in the show the whole time? What do you mean, why is he doing bad? He has no receivers. Do you want him to catch the ball himself, too? Like, dog, what are we talking about here? Do you guys listen or just hear? Or you just want to be in the chat just to say some shit on the top? I'm going to type it up. Coach, why is Aaron Rodgers so bad? Coach, why do dogs go woof? Coach, why do cats go meow? Coach, why do you put kitty litter in your house so the cats can shit in it, motherfucker? What do you mean? Holy fuck, you guys ask some dumbass fucking questions. Go be grunge. What is it? What do you guys do in Seattle? Grunge and all that bullshit. Go fucking grunge. God damn. <laughs> it blows my mind. I love y'all in here, dawg. Even the, even the dumbasses, I love you guys, man. I really do appreciate you guys coming in here every morning. I really do. God damn, you say some dumb shit. Holy shit. Dogs go woof. Isaac Lords, cats go meow. <laughs> That's got to be a meme, dog. We got to get that meme somewhere out there. Like, we got to get that meme out there somewhere. Um, I got to get that out there. Fuck. I, you know, shit, I got to see what that is. Isn't that what they do in Seattle? Grunge or some shit? Isn't that a grunge? Isn't it a grunge thing? I don't know. I thought that shit was a grunge thing. Uh, Joey B said, Coach AB show needs a top 10 best and worst chat. Ah man, I might have to do that. Top 10 chat people. Fuck, Lucy's gotta be up there. Hector, Wido, Joey B. Uh we we got some, you know, we got some OGs that I haven't been around in a while. Jeremiah and Joe and all these OG cats have been in there. Uh, you know, I don't know. Aaron Easy's back in the scene. We got some guys. I'm looking through here right now. Um uh, Carl Regal, he says some dumb shit. He'd probably be in the bottom 10. Uh, Mike Green, he says some dumb shit sometimes from what I see. Shay Hunter, he's moving his way up in the top 10 maybe. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people in there. Bruce Helms, you know, he's bottom 10. Uh, Isaac Lord's bottom 10. Um, fuck, who else? Where's Where's Eddie Manyweather? Eddie Manyweather gets grandfathered in top 10 just because, he, you know, he's Boost Mobile. And, and says his shit. Gorgian's got to be top 10. Uh, you know, there's some guys in there. Coach Ruble's been around. He's been doing good. Uh, Brian Duncan. Brian Duncan, what's up, my man? Uh, I would tell you who Brian Duncan is, but I can't tell you who he is. So fucking shut the hell up and quit asking me who people are. Uh, I'm not telling you nothing. Ask me no questions. I tell you no lies. Remember that. Coach, why do you love football so much? I mean, fuck. Well, because I don't love basketball as much? I mean, fuck. I don't know. What, what are you going to say? I mean, goddamn. Um, Brian Duncan, my dog, man, my dog. Gorge and Devo. Where's Devo at? I ain't seen Devo in a minute. Pete, where's Pete been? I haven't seen Pete either, man. Pete's, uh, I think, in season. I think he's in season. John Brewer's in the house. John Brewer's loyal, too. Cameron Lowe. He played for me, so he don't count. Allen don't count. TJ don't count. So, obviously, I can't be biased and put them guys in there. So, they would, you know, uh, they're just, they're automatically, uh, they get invited to the parties at at the house, though. Uh, Sorry. Some of you guys that are in the top 10 can't get that invite. Cameron, TJ, Allen, those guys get those invites. Uh, So, there's the difference. You know what I mean? Uh, me and Sean Salisbury will be doing a Tuesday and Thursday show every week called Last Chance Q. Uh, me and Sean Salisbury, former USC, great and NFL quarterback, uh, we'll be doing our own show Tuesday, Thursday. We'll be breaking that down, we'll get to you how you watch that and stuff in the next couple of days. Uh, college football, big weekend, and NFL obviously starts tonight on the shitty Amazon Prime uh i can't wait to watch this thing buffer all fucking night why is amazon prime so shitty why is it so bad i don't know um i don't know i really don't i don't know why it's so bad um whew, it's bad it's bad um uh oh cam talking shit in here <laughs> uh any of you guys aren't members, become a member today. It's the best dollar ninety nine you can spend. Like I said, <clears throat> A-list guests every damn week. We took a week off this week, man. I didn't have too many guests on this week besides the, the Norm regulars because uh, we're working on a few other things because we're trying to get our guests on in the mornings. And if they can't, then we're going to do afternoon segments and we're going to put it out as premieres. So that is what we're working on with the guest uh, situation. So... Uh, Josh, is he, I ain't seen Josh all week. Josh, I ain't seen Josh all week. Uh, Um, some breaking news happened, but it didn't. Uh, there's talking about the Uvalde shooting, uh, deal. Let me ask you guys this real quick. Uh, Brian Duncan's in the house. I want to ask, he can listen to this. I should have made it a poll question, but is homeschool? Is homeschooling your kid going to be the way to go in the next? I don't know. And and if you had a kid right now going into school, would you put him in school? I don't know if I could, dog. I really don't know right now. St. Louis had another shooting. I uh, had a coaching friend of mine reached out uh, to me that was in the area, and I had a couple other people on Twitter and social media reach out to me. Uh, another school shooting this week. I haven't really heard it in national news. We continue to see school shootings. Um, Unbelievable. Uh, I just can't fathom that people walk into a school and shoot people. It's fucking unbelievable. But why would you put your kid in that risk? I don't get it. Like if no one is going to protect them and we're not going to figure this thing out and randoms can just walk up to your school and fucking shoot your kid and your loved ones who's teaching and, and administrating and everything else, then why would you send your kids to these places? They're not learning shit any fucking way. I'm just going to be honest with you. The teachers can't control the classrooms. Uh, Everywhere I've been, it's a joke. Kids are throwing paper, fucking hitting teachers. I mean, it's an unbelievable joke. All it is is babysitting for the people that can't afford to homeschool. Because if everyone could afford to homeschool, then there would not be any schools in progress. I'm just going to be honest. The public education system knows this. They know that a lot of, especially inner city demographic, cannot afford to homeschool, private school, private lesson, et cetera. So they got to go to school. And then you get to school and it's basically get them out of my hair for eight hours while I go to work or don't do anything and just want to be away from my kids. So you babysit my kids. Well, you're putting them in harm's way by doing that because you don't know who the next fucking school crazy ass psycho shooter is going to be. I just think it's a hell of a discussion to have. And I don't there's no way in the world I can send my kid to school right now. There's just no way. There's no way I'm going to do it. Um I ain't about it either, Lucy. Trust me. I ain't about it either but you're you're closer to me than Uvalde. I don't know if I could do the Yuvaldi thing. I don't know if I could deal with that. you know what I mean I don't know if I could ha- I don't have that luxury of having to deal with um like I don't want to deal with I don't want to deal with the ba- the thought in the back of my head that my kid may be in harm's way because some fucking idiot's going to walk up in the school. Like that is my issue. I don't know if I could do that. That's the problem. And yeah, I mean, it is it, it, private schools used to be the narrative for rich kids, but not no more because if you play sports, the, the 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 rich school, private school are paying for your kids to go play sports at those schools. So now private schools are damn near 50, 50 inner city youth, combined with rich kids, are now making up the private population, just so you know, especially in California, at the big private school sectors. So it's not like it once used to be. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's common now. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I could do the private school thing. I, I never wanted to do private school. Uh, but I'm talking about, the actual homeschool. I just I hated homeschool. I always wanted to be around people. You know me. I want to go shop. I want to go around people. I want to see females. I don't want Uber Eats to deliver my fucking food. Uh, I might go shopping right now. Shit. Just, I go shopping more than anyone in America just so I can get out and walk around and see some motherfuckers. You motherfuckers sit at the house looking at the walls waiting for Uber Eats to bring you some fucking Doritos while you sit around being 600-pound life motherfuckers on my chat talking shit get your ass out and go fucking buy the doritos if you're gonna fucking do that at least lose some weight while you're doing it like goddamn. Oh. i don't know it's crazy um uh, yeah i don't believe you can live life scared either uh but let me ask you something let me ask you something it ain't about you no more. I'm talking about what you send your kids to public schools knowing they can get shot anytime now. See, I don't care about... I, I don't give a fuck. I don't fear anyone. I, God, that's who I fear. Having said that, You're an ignorant motherfucker to put your kids in that harm's way, though that can't yet defend himself or herself, or knows no better than to go to school thinking he's just carrying a lunch pail. La 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 la, bam! Some fucking cowardly fucking cunt shoots your school up. That is why I have a problem, and that is why I don't know if I'm ever going to put my kids in harm's way. Fuck who you, fuck living through no no fear as a human, as an adult like us. Yeah, sure. I don't give a fuck about me, though. It ain't about me. It's about us. I'm protecting my us. Who is my us? My kids, my girl, my wife, my brother, my daddy, my mom, whatever it is. I'm defending that. I am making that decision. It ain't about how fearless you are. This ain't a dick measuring contest. This is a fucking protection contest for your kids and your offspring. It ain't about fear. We have idiots out here. Who are fucking cowards. Who are so scared, they will fucking shoot your kid. (laughs) Do you get the difference? So I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, Hey, great way to end this show, this Thirsty Thursday. Go have a drink, man. Uh, My slapdick scars will be on the website shortly. We'll post it up. We'll get it out there this week on social media um friday fearless friday tomorrow is going to be fearless uh, i may have a special guest joining us in the morning uh to talk all things uh kentucky tennessee as they get ready to play uh we're working on that right now i think it'll be a big get if i can get him on the show uh we'll 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 have that happen and uh you know we're gonna talk about all things college football for the weekend plus this Sunday slate for the nfl We'll break all those things down tomorrow. Plus, we'll have a few guests uh, that, that we may have pop in. And then I'll break some football down. And, uh, hey, man, it's a great week to, for, to have a great fucking week. It's been a great week so far. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. And Ryan Gomez, teach your kids situational awareness. No doubt about it. Please do. But remember, the bullet don't have no name on it, brother. Go ahead and teach all the awareness you want. Tell you are under the lights and the bright lights and they fucking have them bullets flying by your ear. Go ahead. See if you can teach that in real time. <laughs> I'm from Compton. I've been around it my whole life. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go put my kids in the fucking situational awareness class. Holy fuck. Some of you guys just have no clue. Uh, I do agree with you teaching them that, but it doesn't mean I'm going to put my kid in that. <laughs> Hey, it's a great day to have a great day. I appreciate you guys, man. Love y'all. Peace. I'll see you tomorrow, 21 hours from now. God willing. Peace.